0: ...to the final Poker Fraud Alert Radio of 2012. Or at least the final Poker Fraud Alert Radio that is the Druff and Drexel show. Because we might have some user shows later this week, but I will talk about that shortly. But right now I would like to introduce, once again, our Uh co-host... (laughs) Uh-oh. I was going to connect him on here, and it says he's offline... He sent me a message at 7.12, right now at 7.17, we started late as usual, said, I'm here, I said, okay, we'll call you in a second, but uh, I can't call him because it shows he's offline, so hopefully he can call me, it does that sometimes to him, oh, here he goes, Brandon, hello, hey there. So did you hear what I was saying about you being offline? Yeah, I
1: just, I'm always invisible, I, you know, harassment, too many oh, windows okay. popping up. So it, I, it won't
0: let me call you when it shows you was offline.
1: That's weird, sometimes I'm you always invisible. Anyhow, yeah. how are you, my friend?
0: Well, I'm okay, and I'm, I'm especially happy tonight because we have our biggest free roll ever. Almost 300 bucks, $293, five of which was donated by me. I actually donated to our free roll to try to make it an even number of $200, and then people kept donating. So we actually got all the way up to 293 And I could donate another $7 to make it 300 but I, I'm too Jewish to do that. So it's going to be 293 It could be 300 but it's, it's not. 293 My limit is 5 bucks. But anyway, let me, let me give you guys the information on this free roll. This is our, our biggest free roll yet, and I want to thank... All the users who donated money to this, I did not cap this free roll. Just whatever money came in, I took all the way up until when the show started. So if you're attempting to donate now, it's too late. But let me tell you the uh, prize pool information. The free roll, by the way, is at 7.40 p.m., 22 minutes from now. It's on the No Fraud Online Poker Room, which is at the very top of the screen of PokerFraudAlert.com. You need to make an account there if you don't have one, but it's completely free. You don't have to even put a real email address. Just just make an account and register for the free roll. You don't need chips. You don't need anything. And you get paid in real money. I'll send it to you on PayPal. That's what's preferred. But if you really need it, if you don't have PayPal, I can send you a bank transfer or a check. I've done these things before. So um, you get real cash money right away. This is not like some shady money on some online poker site that's going to take five months to cash out. No. Real money, $293. And we don't even have that big of a, a group of players. So it's not like you, you're playing against uh, 5,000 people to win your share of 300 bucks. This is uh, fewer than 100 people usually play. So um, we actually are paying 10 places tonight. So you have a good chance of winning something. It is no-limit hold'em. It is at 7.40 p.m., as I said. Here is the prize information. First place, $100. First time we ever had a first place of 100 bucks, I believe. Second place, 60 which is usually more than the whole free roll we have every week of $50. Third place, $40. Again, much more than our first prize, typically. Fourth place, $30. Fifth place, $20. Sixth place, $15. Seventh place, $10. Eighth place, $8. And uh, actually, I'm I'm afraid I have to eliminate the ninth and tenth places. I forgot something. Eighteenth place is going to be $10. So there is no uh, ninth and tenth place. I apologize for that. Uh, Eighteenth place is going to be $10 in honor of C-Money's wormhole record of 18-1-1. So let me fix that on the uh, official thread. I apologize for anybody who thinks that ninth and tenth get paid. They don't, uh, because I, I forgot about that final ten dollars going to eighteenth place. So first through eighth get paid, and then eighteenth gets paid, and those are the payouts. And let me tell you who donated here. We have a hundred dollar donation, courtesy of the Watermelon Patch Wormhole. That's what the. person and, uh,
1: I was just got some information off the wire. If. Uh- Central Michigan holds on and covers. They're playing Western Kentucky and the Caesars Pizza Bowl, I believe. They're up by two right now. I think the line was six and a half. Uh, they were getting six and a half. The Watermelon Patch will be donat- donating $100 wow. uh, to be put in the first, uh, all in all, not chopped up, he said, wants it all in the first free roll of 2013.
0: Oh, very good. So, well, thank you to the uh, Watermelon Patch Wormhole who gave the biggest donation this week of $100. And the amazing thing, this week we have 293 bucks, and none was even given by C-Money this week. And he's our, our biggest donator by far, and we really appreciate it. But we didn't even need C-Money this week to get such a, a high number of donations. So $100 from the Watermelon Patch Wormhole. Dirty Ernie, who won 50 bucks last week in our big free roll, which is it was actually less than half of this week's, but uh, he won $50 bucks 1st place. He said, you know what? I'm a long time lurker on the site. He made an account actually way back in March, but he, he just about never posts here. But uh, he appreciates this show and this forum and said he wants to just give it back. So thank you, Dirty Ernie. 50 bucks from him. Uh, the same anonymous wormhole contributor who've, who's given 50 bucks the last two weeks has given 50 bucks again. So thank you to him. Uh, Beer and Poker donated $10 out of his prize last week. Fatman548 donated his entire $10 prize last week. Anonymous attempted to donate 25 last week, but uh, I actually held it over, so it's being put for this week. Thank you to Anonymous. Hockey Guy gave the $10 for, for 18th place, so if you finish 18th, then uh, you are going to be the one who gets Hockey Guy's $10. Ricky gave $28 from a previous prize he won. Sensei Crease, remember him from uh, The Karate Kid?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh,
0: yeah, he's not entirely a bad guy, because he gave five bucks. So you know he may have wanted uh, Danielson's uh, leg to be sweeped, but he gave five bucks. They on wanted him to finish him. Yeah, but uh, and, and and I gave five dollars. So that's that's our list of free roll donors. Thank you to everybody. Really appreciate this uh, giving back to the community. And uh, to qualify for the free money, you had to have had a registered account here on PokerFraudAlert.com by May twenty-first, two thousand twelve. If you did not have one by that date. You do not qualify unless you can convince me you've been around listening to this show or a previous show that we've been part of or been lurking on this forum for a while. So if you have, send me a PM to Dandruff or an email to Dandruff at PokerFraudAlert.com immediately, not when you win, but immediately right now, and uh, I will tell you if you qualify now and in the future. So uh, that's the rule. We just don't want people showing up, especially for bigger free rolls like these to just get money, and uh, we actually had a guy that won a few weeks ago that didn't qualify, and to his credit, he knew he didn't qualify and didn't even ask for the money. So it's not like he was trying to roll anyone. He just realized he didn't. So don't let that happen to you. Uh, And and what happens if somebody wins money who did not qualify, we just take them out as if they were never there, so everybody moves up a place. So uh, that's the story with the free roll. Kind of like
1: that happened in that... uh... One tournament on that one site, but it was for like 1.8
0: million. Oh yeah, on PokerStars. <laughs> when the guy like, was using I remember his sister, it was like he, I don't I mean I don't
1: remember none of the uh, no one really big was affected. I mean I didn't know anyone, but I remember Vanessa Russo. She was affected by it. She was the biggest name pro that cash, and she woke up and there was like an extra 400 thousand yeah. in her account. <laughs> yeah, that was
0: a guy used his sister's account to multi-account in that tournament. So he played as himself and his sister, and there's some some guy in the UK and i think his sister was in the us some weird thing like that but uh, uh i think his name was the void but uh it, it was a w coop event and yeah he got he lost his 1 point whatever million dollar prize but it was pretty clear that he really did it like this was not a shady thing by poker stars they they caught him i mean he was he was guilty so uh they uh they gave everybody prizes as if he was never there and that was the right thing to do so that was a few years ago anyway uh we have uh, some interesting stuff on the agenda tonight. Uh, make sure you don't register late for this tournament, because if you do, you don't get there. And you only have 15 minutes from this point to uh, go ahead and do that. So i uh, tell you about some things we have uh, going on tonight. And uh, longtime Russ Hamilton associate Blair Rodman, who was actually present for the now infamous Russ Hamilton Roast that happened a number of years ago. He now has an account on Poker Fraud Alert because he wanted to defend himself against charges that he was involved with a scam poker training company, which we've been talking about for the last few weeks on the show. We had a guy named Chris Levick, who was even more involved with it, show up last week, and we had Blair Rodman this week. So it's funny how these guys show up and defend themselves, but I have to say, I didn't like Blair Rodman's explanation any more than I liked uh, Chris Levick's. They just... uh, They don't seem to get it. Either they don't get it or they're intentionally not getting it. Uh, Carbon Poker, their new cashier that uh, has been rolled out, that's supposed to solve all the payout problems on Merge, well, it's having its own payout problems. Talk about that. Speaking of Merge, Hero Poker is off the Merge network. It's gone. You, You can't play on Hero Poker anywhere right now. It was actually a sponsor of some of our previous radio shows. We mentioned last week that it would probably be gone. It is gone. Uh, we're going to call Angry Stephanie tonight. I'm not sure if we're going to get through to her, but we will call her and uh, talk to her about some things. And in related Ken Scaler news, uh, Brandon, how would you feel if you are walking around without your ID? And not not like naked. Yeah, and not even like you just forgot it at home, but like you just, it, if someone else had it and would not give it back to you, would you be pissed? Yes. Yeah, well, someone has Ken Scaler's ID right now. And also has his social security card. And in fact, is threatening to destroy both of them. We're going to call this guy and get to the bottom of this. We have called him once before on the show. Uh, Seriously Serious released another Matt Marifiati video. And uh, he just wrote to me, I saw that the ADZ video is on tonight's agenda. I'm on standby if you want to talk about it for a bit. So, yeah, sure. We'll call him up and talk about it. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Commerce Casino a little bit. I just played last night. I did not win there, but I played uh, for a while at the Commerce Casino. It was dead as a doornail over there. I mean, not not completely dead, but a lot deader than I've ever seen it. Like a ghost town, almost? It's really starting to become a ghost town, yeah. And, And they're not doing anything to stop the bleeding. Now, yes, this was Christmas night, so I can see why... It would be especially dead that night, but I'm seeing mistakes they're making over there that I think are just stupid. And and is, and is with poker slipping away, the popularity of poker slipping away, they're not doing anything to stop the bleeding. I'll talk about that, my opinion. Uh, Barry Greenstein, speaking of things slipping away, his money seems to be slipping away. 12,000 square foot house he has in an expensive area called Rancho Palos Verdes. He's going to lose that house that's being foreclosed upon. And finally, it seems like everybody in poker now, any name in poker now, is appearing in either a reality show or an attempt to have in a reality show. We had Johnny Chan and Doyle Brunson in that terrible fail uh, El Chico Loco show, Full House of Johnny Chan. But we did get El Chico Loco out of it, so it wasn't completely uh, a waste. Uh, we had Jennifer Harmon, who's actually currently in a show that's broadcasting on TLC called Sin City Rules. And now we have Daniel Negranu, who's going to be on the Millionaire Matchmaker. So we will talk about that, and we will talk about anything else that. Uh, and
1: uh, look at the, the wire on your phone. You should have got a tweet about an update, a late addition to the show.
0: A late addition to the. I, I don't see any tweets. You know, sometimes my phone does not pick up tweets quickly. I'm gonna, I'm going to have to go check my Twitter now during the show. And. Uh, very professional, of course, to check my Twitter during the show we were running. I think your name was spelled wrong. Ah, oh, boy, yeah, I don't see anything.
1: That could be why. There's yes. Oh no, um, I see, I see. Actually, I no, see you no, say follow. I right,
0: I, I, fo- I follow that person. No, they didn't spell it right, but uh, yes, I see uh, Karina Jett We're gonna have on the show tonight.
1: Making her first appearance, I believe, on the, our radio station. Yeah, yeah, we haven't
0: had her on the show. At any point, we've had her on previous shows, but uh, she is not... I, I don't think she's been heard anywhere. But, uh, okay. She was on
2: uh, the
1: Iron Man on okay. Vegas Book Radio. Oh, that's she right. Yes. That's right.
0: Okay, so uh, Karina Jett... Making oh, and also,
1: I, I guess it's public news, so I can announce that she's uh, expecting
0: again. Mm. Yeah, you know, uh, Brandon and I saw her a few it's weeks ago. That. And um, we both noticed... That something looked funny about her. She looked like she had gained weight. Her breasts looked bigger. And I thought, is Karina pregnant? But how do you say that to a woman? How do you say, like, are you pregnant? And then they say no, and you feel really embarrassed.
1: Especially after she just had a child, you know, maybe a year, year and a year and a half ago or so. so yeah. You, know, you don't know if it's, the, you know, yeah.
0: So, yeah, so, so you see a woman looks bigger, but not like huge, not obvious that she's pregnant. Like early stage pregnancy signs. If she's not pregnant she gets really offended These women are very self-conscious To begin with if they gain any weight So uh, I didn't want to say anything Brendan didn't want to say anything But then she told us that she was pregnant And congratulations to her So uh, Anyway we're going to have Karina on And We will uh, I, I guess get started here um, I don't know what we should get get to first you know, let's just. Uh, I'm going to jump right into the seriously serious thing. I'm Just okay. pick, picking that at random to start off with here. And uh, let me bring up this video. Uh, Matt Merafiati. I, I really don't like giving him a lot of uh, airtime on this so show. So tired of hearing I'm about so tired it of him. But I know if it wasn't for seriously serious's video, I wouldn't mention this. But he, I guess, he's claiming he crashed his car. And he had he posted pictures of what he claims is his Aston Martin, like crash into what looks like a car wash or something. It's really weird. (laughs) And and then he shows himself on crutches. I mean, this guy's always out for sympathy. But um, I don't want to really talk about that. What I do want to talk about is a call he made to Seriously Serious. It was about a two-minute call. And uh, it actually was recorded from start to finish by Matt himself. So you actually get to hear him calling Seriously Serious through his iPhone, through Siri. Here it is.
3: This faggot's seriously
0: serious. That's apparently how he has a seriously serious in his phone, is this faggot seriously serious.
4: <laughs> Hello?
3: When I go out into the real world, and I open the door for some old lady, uh, and I drive some woman to the subway that what? that cleans my house that I don't need to take there, but I'm doing it because I want to, and I'm hey. paying her extra because hey. I want to. Those are the things I fucking wake up Who for. is Not this? Not to worry about fucking uh, hello. this bullshit. You know what I mean? Like Who the hell is this? And I have to listen to this asshole, seriously serious, on the internet, getting 31,000 views on YouTube, calling me a fucking scam artist and saying I'm in the mafia. Is this fucking Matt Murfiati? Hi, how's it going? How'd you even get my phone number? I have nothing better to do but jerk off. Alright, so what's up? You still mad that I wrote that song about you? I write songs about lots of people. I don't see why you're taking it so personally.
0: Motherfucker, I respect women.
3: I'm sure you do. I'm a genius. I don't know about all that. I am gonna go and fuck your girlfriend. Alright, buddy. Why are you calling me? What do you want from me? Sing a fucking freestyle about me. No. Stand in front of me and jerk off. What? I want to see people come... Dude. We're not going to fucking church, you know what I mean? Look, Matt, I get that you're upset, but if you just fucking lost it? Seriously, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm a really, like, fun-loving guy with a good sense of humor, and sometimes I take things a little too far in my words. Hey, I understand. We all have our bad days. Just try and relax, dude. I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of learning how to deal with, controlling my anger and emotions a little better because in that way I'm still like a baby it'll be alright man just keep working on it
0: I'm a fucking bagger and a loser
3: come on Matt don't be so hard on yourself
0: I'm a fucking ugly ass motherfucker Hey. can't get any pussy
3: Matt don't you have any friends you could talk to about this mostly fucking idiots how about professional help there's no shame in that I haven't even tried yet well Matt I gotta go I'll take down that video if you want me to and
0: uh good luck with all that It got very touching there at the end. Very touching. So nice. uh, that was uh, Matt Marafioti making a rage call to Seriously Serious. Where at the end he just kind of uh, broke down. So let's uh, let's see what Seriously Serious has to say about this call. Hmm. Oh. Seriously Serious, hello. Hey, what's going on? So that was an interesting video you made there with uh, Matt Marafiotti. For those of you that don't know, uh, a lot of you have probably seen it. This is actually a video Seriously Serious made uh, taking clips from Matt Marafiotti with an interview with some uh, Swedish guy.
3: And, I think he's Danish.
0: Uh, Danish, sorry. Danish guy. And yeah. uh, he uh, he put these clips together and make the conversation between the two of them. And um, he really did say this faggot's Seriously Serious during the interview. So, uh, that's where that part came from. So all these right. things came actually. He
3: said like, it's just funny that I have to listen to this faggot, Seriously Serious, who has nothing better to do but jerk off and gets no pussy and something like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that, that's, he actually brought up Seriously Serious during the interview, and I was reading the 2 Plus 2 thread about this, and this is what really amazes me. We've all seen the stuff that Matt Marifiati's been involved with since the summer, the, uh, the continuous trashing of Lauren Kling, whether she deserves some of it or not, it looks—he's you know, totally gone over the top with it. And I have to think most, most, or all is his fault. Um, the accusations of cheating, and and uh, you know using uh, Trojan programs to to look at people's whole cards, uh, which seems pretty credible, or at least he attempted to do it, and uh, a lot of other stuff. I mean, just the constant attention whoring, the constant. Uh, Immaturity, the, the constant barrage of, hey, look at me, and putting down other people. The amazing thing is, despite all of that, you look at 2 plus 2, and you have a number of people there that feel bad for him, and were actually trashing seriously serious for making this funny little video.
3: This really surprised me.
0: And, and saying, leave the guy alone, he's emotionally disturbed, blah, blah, blah. You can't say that about him. This guy... You can't take somebody who attacks people constantly and say, okay, well, this guy's emotionally disturbed, where there's no diagnosis. It's not like uh, – I mean, obviously the guy has some problems, but I'm not, it's not like he, he's retarded or, or has been diagnosed with, with some severe mental disorder to where he absolutely can't help himself. I don't even believe that to be the case.
3: John Ray went into that thread, and he made a rather astute analogy. Uh, he compared it to a bully that goes around and picking on people – and putting people down and, you know, shoving them into lockers. What about you know, shoving so- in them into pools? As soon as somebody, s- say again?
0: No, never mind. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> as, uh, as soon as somebody stands up to that bully and punches him in the face, you know, people aren't just going to say, oh, you know, you've gone too far. You shouldn't have, you know, that poor kid, uh, he-, he has, he, he has anxiety or-, or mental problems. He's down on his luck. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have stood up to that bully. Although that's not really what I was doing. I wasn't. I wasn't standing up to a bully per se. I wasn't doing that just because he said some mean things about me. I did it because I thought that interview was, <laughs> was hilarious. Well,
0: yeah, this was funny. This was made for comedy purposes. It was like a parody of his interview. And for people to say that uh, this was so terrible, it's not like you went out and did something really bad to the guy. Um, and this is someone who's physically attacked uh, people, you know, like uh, to Jonathan Aguiar when he was at a tournament. You know, like, like so many things happen involving this guy that he's doing really for attention or just because he's not a good person. And right. to say that I, you shouldn't be you, making this video as a joke.
3: I think you can make a fair argument that he deserves it. But regardless of whether he deserves it or not, it raises kind of an odd dilemma for me because I've made a lot of videos making fun of a lot of people. And to suddenly have to take this into consideration, I don't know, I, I kind of feel like a lot of these public figures that I'm making, that I'm, you know, satirizing are fair game. Wouldn't you agree? I'm You know, these are well, of people course they that are. Of they course. put themselves Absolutely. out there.
0: I don't know. Some of these people on 2 Plus 2, I'll tell you why they're saying this crap. They went and listened to the actual interview that uh, you took this material from. And he he always likes to make people feel sorry for him. He's not like... He's not full-throttle asshole all the time. What he does is he's like full-throttle asshole 90% of the time and the other 10%, he wants you to feel sorry for him. And he actually does a pretty good job at fooling idiots into believing that uh, he really feels bad for what he's doing, he can't help himself... Um, he feels, you know, he has low self-esteem, blah, blah, blah. And, and it kind of resonates with people. Is people are, are reading 2 plus 2, and some of these people probably have their own experiences with, with being bullied in the past or, uh, or, or feeling, you know, like they have low self-esteem, blah, blah, blah. So they hear Matt Marifiati saying, hey, this isn't really me. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a good guy. I, I just make some mistakes. I, I feel bad about myself sometimes, you know, uh, blah. And then they start to identify with him. But then he never changes. He does, he does the exact same thing. I mean, he, he put out a lot of apologies about the Lauren Kling thing and then did it again several times after that. He just, it's, it's all just um, more for attention. It's all part of the attention whoring that he does. But people fall for it, and they, they hear these interviews where he comes off as a sympathetic character, or at least tries to. And some of them fall for it and actually get mad at people like Seriously Serious who are just making you know good-hearted attempts to make fun of the whole situation.
3: My final thoughts are that if you're if you're a public figure and you make a big spectacle of yourself, you go on television, you go on radio programs, you you go on social networks, you uh, you know you you brag about what a great guy you are and what a baller you are. You, I mean, even if you don't do that, even if you're not being a jerk and putting people down, if you're out there, you're out there. People are gonna say things about you. People are gonna have opinions about you. Some people are gonna make fun of you, and you could say that it's mean spirited. I don't think it is, but you know, it's it's not. It would be different if I was taking, like, say, that Spartan high school style girl and really putting her down and trashing her. That's the sort of person that wouldn't, you know, you could really cry foul and say, "Why are you, why are you picking on this person that just wants to be left alone?" But Matt Neriati is not a guy that just wants to be left alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, obviously not.
0: So this is a people on two plus two just just fall for anything. Some of them do. I mean, think just... I'm
3: I'm not a bully. I'm not. Okay? No, I know. <laughs> if you can if you if you can dish it out. You need to be able to take
0: some back. You know, if anybody
3: ever wants to do the same to me, you know, I'll take it. It's Uh, fine.
0: Obviously, uh, 2 Plus 2... I used to think that 2 Plus 2 had, like, mostly smart people posting there. That's, like, a long time ago when I used to, like, read the main posters and and kind of not really notice all the idiots there. But upon reading the site further, I realized that the site has, like, a small percentage of really smart people and a very large percentage of idiots. It's the
3: eternal September, Todd.
0: (laughs) So so they... uh, you get a lot of dumb comments on there. That's why I hate reading threads on there because there's, like, good information on that site. But, like, any good information turns into, like, a 100-page thread where 95 of those pages are crap. And you have to sift through all that to get to the I, good I stuff. Think,
3: I think part of it is that people love to feel outraged about something. And on 2 Plus 2, it seems, especially over the last year or so, there's been a culture developing of people just love to be angry about stuff and and you know call people out for things and it'll take almost any side. So in one thread they might be talking about marifiati where I've got nothing to do with it and they'll just totally trash the guy for what a jerk he is. And as soon as there's another facet to that, there's there's something else to attack or complain about or be angry about. I guess to be morally righteous about is what I'm trying to say. There's a there's a white knight sort of a culture if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Seriously Serious, for uh, sure. coming on here and, and talking about your experience with two plus two lashing out at you, and, and keep making more videos. Don't worry about what they say over there. And I, I know most people really appreciate your stuff, especially on this site. But uh, even on two plus two, it's fine. I can take it. Okay. So, uh, th- thank you, Seriously Serious, and, Sirius, and uh, you're welcome on the show anytime.
3: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: And by the way, I want to mention uh, I, I don't think we have an exact start date yet But the Seriously Serious will be starting his own show Which will, uh, I believe, be simulcast On this website And, you know, Poker Fraud Alert And also on his own site, uh, SeriouslySerious.com uh, I do want to tell everybody If you want a radio show here Just like this one Without all the fail If you want to do your own show and not fail like I do every week At least technically uh, You can have one I don't have very stringent standards, so go ahead and uh, PM me and tell me, you know, what you want to do, what time and date you want to do your show. You can even have, like, rolling times. It doesn't have to be a specific time every week, but uh, PM me if you want a show. I actually put the whole thing together this Sunday. I put a lot of effort and time into making it work, and in fact, your shows will appear on iTunes, or they can if you want. So uh, I really have a whole setup now for users to do radio shows. Put a lot of work into it and modified the forum so other people can do shows and archive it themselves without my help and all that. So uh, it's all in place. So anybody wants one, uh, please let me know. Anyway, Brandon, you back? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, very good. So uh, that was Seriously Serious' little uh, video with uh, Matt Marifiati. I thought it was very funny. And uh, you can find it on uh, our site or on YouTube or wherever. Um, let's talk about this Blair Rodman guy Have you uh, have you read any of this, Brandon? I have not, okay. actually Well, not same thing we had from last week Same subject, but different person This uh, scam training site that existed in 2011 Called the uh, Poker Players Academy uh, it, it involved a number of people who were promoting it Uh, Chris Levick, who seemed to be one of the head honchos there, Blair Rodman, Kathy Liebert, even Bruce Buffer, even uh, Antonio Esfandiari and Scotty Wynn. Well, they all had different levels of involvement. I even believe that uh, Kathy Liebert got rolled and didn't get paid. And actually, Blair Rodman didn't get paid either. (laughs) But uh, Blair Rodman came out on our site this week and was defending himself. And, um, you know, just like when Chris Levitt came out last week, I have to say that uh, I didn't like what he had to say. Now, had he just come out and said, hey, they paid me to be a promoter for the site and I promoted it or then they didn't even pay me. They promised to pay me. They didn't. Sorry about that. Um, I didn't know I was getting involved with scammers. They scammed me, too. Sorry. Um, You know, and it'd be even nicer if you said if anybody signed up because I was promoting it, let me know and I'll, I'll give you the money back. If he said that, there's not much you can say back to him. Like, If somebody hired me to promote something, while I, I probably wouldn't uh, get involved in any multi-level marketing crap, which is what this was, it was like a multi-level marketed training site. Hmm. Um, Sounds familiar. <laughs> I wouldn't get involved with it, but if I did, and then somebody else scammed people, and I was just like promoting it, I would apologize. i try to make it right with some people if I could, but... Um, I would never defend the people who scammed. When somebody scams and scams you and scams people that uh, you lead them to, you should call them out. You should take the side of those that got ripped off, not make excuses for those who got scammed. Now... Blair Rodman, well, I don't know of anything that he's done personally that's shady in the past.
1: And tell me real fast. I mean, I know the name, and he's, like, old school. What Did he win something? Does he have a bracelet?
0: I, I don't know. Maybe the chat room can help us with this. Okay. But I mean, best... I remember
1: the name back when poker was blowing up, just hearing it. I know he's, like, an obviously an older guy, but I just don't know what uh, ever put him on the radar.
0: There's actually a picture of him that uh, – it's an infamous picture. It's the Russ Hamilton Roast. And uh, this is an interesting picture This is before the UB stuff happened I'm not sure what year this roast was But uh, um, it's In this picture Woody Moore, Dennis Novinsky, Mark Tanner Russ Hamilton, Tom Jacobs, Blair Rodman Bonnie Lanehouse And Mansoor Matluby. Well what's interesting here Is that Russ Bonnie Lanehouse and Mansoor Matlubi Are all strongly suspected Of being involved in the UB cheating definitely Russ, but the other two, Mansoor and Bonnie, are are strongly suspected of being involved. And, um, I don't know if Blair Rodman was involved at all, but someone brought up a good question in the thread. They said, you were friends with Russ, so obviously you probably had a UB account because Russ was so tightly attached to UB for a while and, and owned part of it. So if you had a UB account there, were you cheated by Russ? And if you weren't, did you benefit from any of the cheating by Russ. But a good question. If Russ didn't cheat his close friends, which, by the way, Blair Rodman is denying being a close friend of his, uh, this is what's most suspicious. There's nothing to do with this uh, training site, but uh, people were more interested when Blair Rodman showed up about the Russ Hamilton connection. And Blair Rodman wrote back, this is the weirdest thing. Where is it here? Um, I've gone to golf events for the past 20 years with the same large group of guys Russ Hamilton occasionally shows up. That's the extent of our relationship. Well, that's not true. He went to this uh, Russ Hamilton roast. There's a picture of him standing next to Russ Hamilton. So that makes it even more suspicious of, uh, you know, how associated he is with Russ Hamilton. But anyway, I'm not going to say that Brett Blair Rodman cheated anyone on UB because I have no no evidence of that. Um, I, I do have some evidence about Bonnie and uh, and Mansoor, but not 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 Blair Rodman. So I won't accuse him of that. But Um, he wrote a long explanation, essentially blaming both Mike Helm, who started that whole scam training site, and Chris Levick, who really promoted it, instead of, uh, just saying, hey, it was a scam, sorry, I was just tired to promote it, I wasn't even paid. So here are some things he wrote. Uh, he said, um, let me get to the it's a long thing but uh, he says uh, I signed up some of my friends during the pre-launch for many of them I just paid the $15 myself after the company failed I offered the ones who paid a refund and the response I got was either forget about it or just buy me a drink when I see you you know why because it was 15 fucking dollars and yet in this thread it's an amount being treated like it's the basis for the crime of the century and by people who had no involvement with it didn't lose a penny and weren't damaged in any way not one person who signed up for the company has appeared in this thread for anybody to think that a company would spend hundreds of thousands to try to scam a few people out of fifteen fucking dollars is just plain stupid. <laughs> they may disagree with the multi-level concept or think that the company had unrealistic plans, but that doesn't mean it was a scam. Now, now, Brandon, have you ever seen uh, Superman three? Yes, and, and what, just a couple pennies. Yeah, going to notice? What about penny Office here, Space? Penny there. See Office Space?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah,
0: so uh, in those movies. They just stole a little bit from each person and accumulated a large sum. Now, I'm not saying that this was the plan for this, this company, but you can't say we only stole $15 from a bunch of people, so why are you panicking? I, the, the point is you stole 15 bucks from 235 people, so give it back. I mean, I just don't understand why these guys keep coming on here. Blair Rodman, Chris Levick, why don't they just come on here and say, we're going to do our best to find these 235 people, email them, and offer them a refund, period. And, and if uh, they can't get these email addresses because this Mike Helm guy who started the whole thing has either disappeared or won't give it to them, then blame him. Then say, okay, we can't reach Mike Helm, or Mike Helm won't give us these email addresses, so here's all Mike Helm's information. Go after him yourself. Like, I'd respect that. I, I don't blame these guys so much for getting involved with a guy who may have been a scammer. But they're defending the scammer after the fact, which makes me think that they're hiding things themselves. And to say, oh, it's only fifteen dollars. Who cares? I mean, you can't say that. You you stole fifteen dollars from two hundred thirty-five different people. So you have to take responsibility for that. No, it's not the scandal of the year. No, it's 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 penny. Yes, it's pennies compared to something like Full Tilt or UB. where they did, but uh, it's still stealing. Uh, by the way, uh, I just got a. I saw in the chat room from Sean Fanning's limp dick. One of my favorite well, names on up, our man. site. Um, he said Rodman has a World Series of Poker bracelet in limit hold'em, so he's obviously shady. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> so I, I think I know somebody else who has that too, and uh, you're
1: not shady, you're uh, unsavory. Yeah, as exactly. The World calls you.
0: exactly. <laughs> poker By news the actually told uh, me. Uh, sh- yeah, go do ahead. We have
1: uh, the breaking news music from the wire or no? Oh yeah, of course we do. Well, not only did the Central Michigan Chippewas uh, cover the spread, they actually won outright. So we will indeed, because of the watermelon patch that is, I guess, the college football version of the wormhole, we'll be donating $100 uh, to the first free roll in uh, 2013. Yeah, and I
0: should take this out. And thank you to the Watermelon Patch, and and, uh, thank you, Brandon, for following this. And uh, uh, and I want to let everybody know that next week we're not going to have a show. We mentioned this last week, but uh, this is the final show of 2012. The first week of 2013, there will be no show. Our next show will probably be on January 8th, Tuesday. So it's the second week of January. We will have our first show of 2013. So don't look for the show next week. You will not find it, and there will be no free roll light next week because there's no show. But uh, we will take the $100 that comes from the watermelon patch and put it towards the free roll two weeks from now. And if anybody else wants to add to the free roll two weeks from now, I'll tack that on there. So, um, hopefully, speaking of free roll, someone just asked, is the poker client lagging for anyone else? <laughs> but that's, that's not my fault. That, I'm not even running that thing. That's, that's run all the way in the UK by Bellybuster. So, blame him. I don't know if it's really lagging. Maybe it's just that guy's computer. Anyway, uh, so Blair Rodman showed up in the thread, and you can go read it in the scam scandals and shade in his forum. You, interesting uh, content both about the, his association with Hamilton and his kind of weird uh, explanation regarding uh, the whole thing that happened. But uh, we actually have a phone number for Mike Helm. You want to call him? Absolutely. This Mike Helm who runs, who ran this uh, Poker Players Academy lives in uh, Langley, British Columbia and uh, Belly Buster, who I just talked about looked it up on the who is details of (laughs) MikeHelm.com Not exactly a hard to find phone number. A lot of times people register domains, they don't realize that. They don't realize you register a domain and your phone number's up there unless you take steps to privatize it. So I've gotten a lot of people's phone numbers that way, especially ones who aren't all that computer savvy. Which you, you would think Mike Helms is, but again, this is uh, not Mike Helms. Mike Helm. This is the guy who started the Poker Players Academy and uh, ran off with everybody's money that they paid for the pre-launch fifteen dollars times two thirty-five. Just call him up right now. and See what we get. Okay. I don't know. Don't know if this is a good number. The number you have called
5: ah. cannot be completed as dialed. Please check
0: disappointing, not surprising though so anyway uh, if anybody can get a current number from Mike Helm we'll call him next week I, I never feel bad about calling up scammers or accused scammers on the show even just like cold calling them out of nowhere if we have any kind of like reasonable evidence that you've scammed people we will call you on the show and we'll keep calling if you don't talk to us so that's the story with that, um Want to uh, give a few words about uh, the Merge Network and, and Carbon yes. and, and Hero, and then and then we'll move on to a, a more uh, lighthearted segment. Carbon Poker is having some payout problems. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying that nobody's getting paid. It's not like uh, it's not like what Phil Tilt did after Black Friday, or even what UB did for a long time. But uh, I have gotten some people who were alarmed. That uh, carbon's vaunted new cashier is not working out as well as they thought that uh, it would. Let me read this uh, part of this PM from someone. Uh, a user on our site, I won't name him, has done very well. He ran up a small amount of money on carbon to over 30k over time, and uh, smartly now he wants to get that money off the site. So. Uh, he made a bunch of check requests For 2500 each, which is the maximum On November 10th Again November 10th, November 11th Again November 11th, November 13th November 19th, November 28th And December 12th And um Even though It hasn't been all that long since then It's only been like seven weeks He hasn't gotten anything And uh On 2 plus 2, people are mentioning that uh, the checks are taking longer than expected. Now, what I said to this guy is I wouldn't panic just yet. People are getting checks that just slower than they were expecting and slower than what was promised with a new cashier. So, of course, everybody's asking again, is merge in trouble? Is carbon in trouble? Are they going to crash and not be able to pay anyone? Or is it going to be like really, really long times to get your money? I have a feeling what's happening here is that a lot of people are requesting money and Carbon did not expect that. Like After this whole thing with uh, uh, the new cashier being put up and with the skins going down, I think a lot of people got nervous and said, i got to get my money the fuck off this site. Or a lot of my money the fuck off this site. So people like this guy who who PM'd me with a 30K on there, they don't feel comfortable having 30K there anymore. And they try to take off most of it and leave a very small bankroll to play with. And I, I think that Carbon got overwhelmed with these requests. Again, these are just theories of mine, and they can only process so many at once. And, you know, you heard Chad Ellie on this show when I interviewed him on November twenty-third on, He's on Black get Friday. Right. Yeah, oh, that's right. We got to talk about that too. <laughs> but. Uh, um, Chad Ellie, when he was on here, you know, he talked about the whole payment processor industry and you know they they only can process so many checks. They they only the, the payment processing is only as good as the processors themselves and, and the capacity they have. So if there's more checks to process than those current processors that still work with poker sites to this day, processing for the US, which of course is very risky, if these processors uh, they can only do certain number of checks. If this number is exceeded, then, then Carbon just can't do it, and you have to wait. So I have a feeling that's what's happening. They're just overwhelmed right now. And uh, maybe it will flatten out over time when this initial push of all the people cashing out goes down. But uh, something to watch and something to be uh, mindful of when you play on Merge. And you also have to... You have to think, when you play on a site like that, if you're you're fortunate enough to keep winning, since you can't transfer among players anymore, you have to wonder, are you ever going to get this money? Like, let's say, just for argument's sake, let's say you ran up a million dollars on there. You couldn't, but let's say you did. At some point, you'd have to say, I can't cash out a million dollars. It's just not possible. At some point, you have to say, I wonder if I'm ever going to see more money than such and such. And and past that, I wonder if I'm just seeing numbers on a screen that don't matter. So if you are fortunate enough to have a large bankroll on there, I would watch out. Maybe stop playing for a while until you can get some of this off. Otherwise, you may be winning money that you'll never really see. So that's that's my advice to anyone on Merge. And, and speaking of Merge, Hero Poker, who sponsored a previous show we were part of, and a, a site I played on, my most active play was on Hero Poker when I played on Merge. It's gone from Merge. In fact, it's gone completely. They have left Merge. Um, Any balance you had on there, you you can transfer. Actually, I heard at first you could transfer to a different site. Now apparently they're just going to cash it out. So uh, Hero Poker is no more on Merge. And uh, Merge is really down to just a few major skins, and that's it. So uh, RIP Hero Poker. I always liked the owner, David Jung. Uh, he seemed like a good guy. I, I don't know him really well, but I've spoken to him on the phone. Uh, we've traded a lot of emails back and forth. Uh, you know, he, I think when he started it, I think he had big eyes and was excited about running up his own poker site. And I think, It was a boutique poker room. Yeah, he called, he called it a boutique poker room. But uh, I think over time, the, the cold realities of running a skin slapped him in the face. The fact that the skins are always treated like second-class citizens compared to the, the flagship sites in the network. Uh, the fact that it's very hard to make money with skins because you get a severely reduced rake. Um, all the other drama that occurred at Merge.
1: Will you say, like, for just comparison and uh, analogy reasons, like a uh, skin, like hero poker where they like the Puerto Rico of kind of like that
0: kind of thing? <laughs> I, I think saying, the they had to be like
1: part of the U.S. would they be Puerto Rico?
0: No, I, I guess. Yeah,
1: people, they're like, but they're citizens, but they're,
0: no? Yeah, or, or like American Samoa. It could be like that. I, I kind of see them more like a franchise. It's it's American good. Samoa, you said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of see them more like a franchise. And uh, I, I think that just like when you buy a franchise, you know, you 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 buy a Burger King or uh a Subway or whatever, you can get very excited about making a lot of money because these are familiar brands and you see them making a lot of sales and they've been around forever, but the reality is most of them fail. Or they, they make very little money or you have to really, really s- struggle to make money. So uh, Hero has...
1: The failure rate for boutique poker rooms is close to 100%. I would say
0: it's pretty high, yes. I never really understood what a boutique poker room was, but uh, yeah, maybe... Uh, Maybe Boutique Poker Room is, is where they, they you play poker while wearing clothes they don't sell in, in department stores. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a poker room for cross-dressers. But anyway, um, RIP Hero Poker. And uh, I guess that means that uh, Hero Pros uh, Terrence Chan and Gavin Griffin and uh, James Mackey et al. are out of a job if they weren't already. I don't know if they were even still uh, pros over there.
1: What happened to that Wisner? I know you follow her more than I do. I mean, in terms of online pro sponsorship, is she still uh, affiliated with... uh,
0: I don't know. I I haven't followed her, actually. I'll tell you the truth. I was never that fascinated with Melanie Wisner. I I think our former co-host was more fascinated with her than either of us were. That's just yeah. uh, the the impression I got. It's not. I have nothing against her. She she seems like you know she seems all right to me. I just I I, I never was like excited about her or, or felt like I wanted to follow her or found her like really really interesting. She was just like another. Well,
1: after taking a week long cruise with Lacey Jones, how could that wiser do anything for
0: you? Well, that's that's the problem. Is uh, yeah, you know, I know. it's, it's I like know. you go you go to uh a, a, you go to a three star Michelin rated restaurant and then then you go to a you know you go to Morton's Steakhouse it just doesn't taste that good anymore. <laughs> So okay. Uh anyway, Hero Poker's gone and uh you know, I, I have good things to say about Hero. I, I had a good experience there. Uh they did process some backdoor cash outs for me, uh, when I was doing well on merge and uh you know, I was able to get my money off, not blazing fast, but I was able to get uh you know five figure sums off there, low five figure sums off there in uh, less than two months, which I thought was good. But it's gone. So uh appreciate the um, support that uh, David Jung gave to our previous projects and uh, the accessibility he had as far as uh, speaking to him about uh, any issues on Hero Poker and with Merge, and uh, good luck to him on whatever network he joins, and I'll definitely consider playing on Hero Poker again if it's on a network I like. So, uh, that's the story my there. My
1: final, uh, I'll never forget it, my final farewell hostage show, you know, you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, yes. He, uh, a tweet about it and he just jumped right into the queue there and he uh, gave gave me $300 for a good goodbye free roll. That's the right. highest free roll on the, the, my former network of all time.
0: In fact, in fact it's more than the free roll tonight for 293. Uh, you beat it by 7 bucks.
1: Damn. RIP Hero Poker.
0: RIP. R. So uh have you seen the 2 minute trailer? For... Yes. I already okay. know
1: your question. You, I, know question. I, you
0: know this is the thing I don't get. I mean, besides the fact all
1: all of it's awful anyhow and it's never going to hold up in the long run, what I don't get is 2005, 2006, 2004, at the height of poker, online poker, televised poker, why weren't any of these shows produced then? Or even though they they still would have been ridiculous, at least these people would have been in the spotlight enough in terms of just the random public that maybe people would care.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. I agree. Now,
1: after, I mean, when there's... It's been, I was trying to, I was calculating this before. It's going to be uh, about, it's about, what, 20 months is Black Friday now? Yeah. I mean, uh, and then even before that, you know, after nut teller. And I mean, I just don't get the timing. And it wasn't like reality television wasn't big or inexpensive to produce, you know, five, six, seven years ago. But why now? I don't it makes know. Absolutely no sense. Yeah, I
0: don't know if it's, I don't know if they need money now or what. It, it's so strange. So Daniel Negranu is going to appear on The Millionaire Matchmaker. Now I have my own personal story About the Millionaire Matchmaker I I never appeared on there or anything Or tried to appear on there But uh, with Patty Stanger The the host of Millionaire Matchmaker um, I never liked her She represents to me What I don't like about a lot of Jewish girls And I can say this because I'm Jewish myself Uh, I can't say I dislike all Jewish girls But there's a certain type of Jewish girl That's like really obnoxious East Coast pushy kind of Jew That I hate and that uh, not only would I never date, but I, I just hate being around. And, and she's exactly that. And in case you think this is just an act for TV, because there are people who, who play up a certain character on TV that's either not them or an exaggerated version of them, but then off-camera they're nice. Uh, there's many examples of this, even people we know, like uh, like Hollywood Dave's an example. Hollywood Dave, you, you meet him in person, he's a nice guy. You see him on TV, he's a complete asshole. Uh, even Phil Helmuth to a degree... Is not quite the same guy um, off camera as he is on camera. Uh, you know, he, he plays up real, you know, character. Uh, he, he plays up what he really is. He isn't making up what he is on TV, but he he exaggerates it, and and he does a good job with it. And that's why uh, that plus his uh, strong tournament performances have made him so famous. But. Um, Patty Stanger is exactly what she appears to be on TV, and I know this because I, I actually had an experience with her off TV. And uh, she was invited to appear on a an internet show, not an internet radio show, but an internet TV show that was run by a, a friend of mine who was a, uh, a former big LA radio host. And, and not big anymore, but someone who was big in the 80s and 90s. And um, she got the wrong information from her own publicist that she was going to appear on a show, and Rick Astley will be appreciative of this a show run by James Vanderbeek, who never had any kind of show. No, like don't
1: this. tell me that's, uh, I know that show. Uh, hold on, James, he's an actor. He was in, uh, I'm not looking at the chat, uh, Dawson's Creek.
0: Yes. Yeah, he was the but, one that
1: was banging that Katie Holmes before the Scientology fucked her all up. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I got it. so she thought for some reason the show was run by uh, James Vanderbeek and he never had a show like this, but somehow she got this wrong information from her own publicist. And uh she went down to South Orange County about, you know, fifty miles away from where she lived. And um you know, sat in traffic, whatever, you know, she went through some some trouble to get down there. Uh, thinking she was appearing on James Vanderbeek's internet show when it turned out to be a kind of washed up LA radio host's internet show. So all right, fine. That happened. It's her publicist's fault. You go on, you make the best of it and then you you, you kind of feel stupid. Whatever. You yell at your publicist. Well, instead, she went on the show and was a complete bitch. I mean, a complete bitch and, and totally disrespectful to the host of that show. And all she could do was keep complaining about how he wasn't James Vanderbeek. And not like in a fun lighthearted way, like in a bitchy way, like you're wasting my time. Like why am I on here? I thought you were James Vanderbeek. Why am I giving you the time of day? Like she really, really was doing this and again, not as an act. And in fact, during the show, she was actually making business calls on her cell phone instead of paying attention to the interview. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. She would like get cell phone calls and instead of like turning off the ringer, she would answer them and say, Yeah, yeah, hello? Yeah, um yeah, I'll I'll be there tomorrow at three Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, three yeah, three PM tomorrow. Like this is during this show, she's actually doing this while she's being interviewed. Several times. So finally I actually called into the show and told her she was being a disrespectful cunt, which she was. I actually I actually went off on her and, and me and her were fighting with each other. I wish I had a recording of this. I should have recorded it. This is back in oh nine. But me and her were, were trashing each other back and forth on this show, me over the phone. And I was telling her how disrespectful she's being, and I told her, if your publicist messed up, either turn around and go home and say, sorry, you know, I thought this is a different thing than it is, I can't be on this, which is still kind of bitchy, but at least, at least if you don't want to be on it, don't be on it and leave. Don't be on it and show complete disrespect to the person whose show it is, and actually talk on your cell phone during the show while you're on camera. It was unbelievable. So, um, anyway, I actually got her really pissed off. But uh, that, that's my little side note. But uh, now she's trying to find someone for Daniel Negranu. And uh, as I said, she's exactly the person you know, in real life as she is in the show. Now, you don't hear much of her. I'm going to play this clip. It's a two-minute clip. You hear very little of her. Instead, you hear Daniel talking to uh, an astrologer. I don't know what an astrologer has to do with finding love. I mean, I guess people ask about it, but it's kind of a weird thing to have on The Millionaire Matchmaker. But I have to admit, I don't really watch the show, so maybe this guy's a big part of it.
2: Daniel Negron is a world-class poker player who's been wounded in love. He's come to me for help, and I know just
6: the person to send him to. How are you today? Good. Can't complain. When I met Christopher, I wanted him to know right off the bat that, you know, I'm not exactly on board here. I've had bad experiences with an astrologer. You know, people like him. Well, the the truth is, when I was much younger, I had uh, what I'd call a bad experience. Uh Oh. They had uh, someone, uh, but essentially what they told me was that I'd be in love three times in my life. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't love me as much as I loved them. Mm -hmm. And that I was going to end up alone.
0: Do you think he's talking about uh, Amanda Leatherman?
1: Uh... Quite possibly. You know, it's really funny. It never really came out, or maybe it did, and I just don't follow it anymore. What, whatever happened in that song? Yeah, I was wondering that, too. I, when like, I... who broke up with who, or just if it was on good terms. But I mean, just kind of stop hearing about it, stop seeing them together. and I don't even know. What does she do these days? I don't know.
0: I I, I thought the same thing You know, thing we need, today. like, a
1: like a news girl. like A unique <laughs> idea, like, maybe someone like a gossip girl that can keep us updated on this stuff. Yeah,
0: maybe. I, I mean, I... Maybe a girl is...
1: can read from a script.
0: Yeah. So, uh, anyway, he, he uh, that's exactly what I thought. When I heard that line, I thought, wow, whatever happened to Amanda? Like, what happened to their relationship? What happened to her? I thought the same thing when I heard this. Anyway, so he's talking to this astrologer about uh, his love life, and here's what the astrologer has to say.
6: Whatever astrologer told you that wasn't exactly wrong.
0: So, what, what do you think of this astrologer? Just hearing that, uh, what, what's your first impression of this guy?
1: He sounds that like he likes uh, the same gender. Uh, I guess totally correct. Isn't that a little bit
0: weird to put Daniel Negronu with a gay astrologer? Yes. About his love life. Yes. Like, I I wonder if that was on purpose or I'd like now you'll hear as this goes on they're definitely talking about him and women they're not going to be fixing up Negranu with men but uh, I don't know that's uh, I think they should have found a straight astrologer here just not to confuse people
6: although I wouldn't have made it that dark. What they were referring to is the presence of Saturn here in the horoscope. So, so, it, so apparently Saturn
0: in, in his horoscope, and I don't know what that means that uh, Saturn is in his horoscope, but somehow Saturn being in his horoscope is indicating that um, Negranu's going to have trouble in his love life early, and then it'll get better. Listen to this.
6: In other words, you have to go through a cycle in your life where you suffer heartbreak, and disappointment, ironically, in order to learn to trust. So there's no way that you're going to have married or married successfully before the age of 40. That's just the way it goes.
0: So Negrano has to wait till he's 40, which is like three years from now. I think he's 37, uh, to find true love, according to this gay astrologer, because Saturn is in, in his house or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I want to know what planet's in my house. You think I have like Mars in my house? I wonder what that means. Mm. So uh, Saturn is in his house, and uh, here's Negreanu's reaction.
6: After that, it's wonderful. Well, Christopher said that um, he reassured me. He basically said, it doesn't mean you're doomed, which has always been my fear, that they're just going to tell me you're doomed to singleness for the rest of your life. The sort of partner that you're looking for, look for the person who isn't talking to you. You,
0: you think uh, you, you think this guy, I, I actually skipped back to the beginning. Do you think this guy, when he's in the sort of partner you're looking for, you think he's hoping it's going to be him?
1: Uh yeah, possibly the sort of partner you're know looking what? for. I've never been. I've never been on that bandwagon. That I don't think he's gay. No, I'm saying this
0: this astrologer, like maybe he's hoping. Oh oh oh. Um, he's like the sort I of partner you're looking for is, is someone who who who's very good at astrology and uh, and, and be talking to you sometime today. That's, that's who you're looking for. Just, just keep that in mind.
1: I mean, I gotta I, I gotta say at least. I mean, I don't know. You can tell me what you think. In my opinion, that, that show may have more of a chance, um, if only because he's more of a household name. I mean, he is – I don't know. Some people can argue and say it's him or, you know, other people say it's it's youth you know, the face of poker or the poker diplomat, Matt. And, you know, just in terms of being a household name and people that are recreational players are just – Barely follow it would know who he is, so that might get a little bit, you know, of, of an audience. But again, the premise is just awful. Um, well, this
0: I is mean, this is not a reality show. though. this is actually him appearing on an existing show. Okay, shows... so this is like a one and done kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, this is just one episode. In fact, Beth Jack appeared on this show a few years ago. I don't know if
1: they're going to make a whole series out of it, or
0: yeah, no, I, I think it'd just be one, maybe two episodes. I don't know how many they would have him on here, but uh, but yeah, this is not going to be a whole series, and I, I'm sure. I don't know if it's going to really affect the ratings of the show either way. But um, anyway, this, this is him still talking about. me, You're doomed to
6: singleness for the rest of your life. The sort of partner that you're looking for, look for the person who isn't talking to you. Look for the person who isn't coming at you. If someone comes to you and starts talking, you feel like you're getting sold. Yeah, that's true. And so, okay, you know, I, I
0: hate advice like this. I hate when there's an astrologer who tells you something really obvious that everybody's going to agree with, and then you're like, wow, wow, this guy just knows everything. That, that Saturn told me that uh, I really prefer girls who don't approach me and and, and aggressively try to sell themselves. I I, I like no. the more low key ones. That that just I like, gotta
1: tell you, my whole entire life, I've never believed any of that shit. I haven't either. I've had couple of girlfriends in my life that believe in it and they one girlfriend even had like a like a big book that told like i don't even know like i'm a sagittarius and she's this and all, this has to be this way and crazy shit but i've never believed in any of that it's all just fucking malarkey to me that's my opinion yeah my mine too in fact I,
0: I always found it to be a turnoff when i would be talking to a girl and then she says what sign are you I'm like ah, oh, yeah i don't want to hear that like if it, it's just for fun, fine. But like, I, I hate when you're talking to a, I'm talking to a girl. And like in the first half hour, she wants to know what sign I am. That means it's important to her. It's not just like a curiosity thing after we've been dating three weeks. And like, oh no, and now she's going to judge me based on when I was born. Like if you if you want to judge me based on when I was born, do it by the year. If you want to judge me because I'm old, fine. But uh, but not not because I'm born in March. So uh, anyway, that uh, so here an astrologer is making a. Her- what kind of a character judgment of Daniel that or a kind of a prediction slash character judgment that when women approach him directly and, and uh, that, that he kinda of sees it like they're trying to sell themselves and that he should go for someone who approaches him indirectly. They're just kind of there. Well of course. You know, when you're someone like Daniel Negreanu who's well known of course you're always on guard for women who are gold diggers, who are just fame whores, who just want to, want to date you because you're Daniel Negrano or not because they really like you. Of course you have to Every celebrity or even semi-celebrity has to watch out for that. So that's, that's nothing that's being revealed here. That's nothing that's interesting that would come from an astrologer. This is just a common sense. And, of course, Daniel Legrano is like, yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let me ask you,
1: getting away from the whole poker thing, Okay, like, just eliminating everyone that's poker-related. What kind of girl can he get with his fame, do you think? Like, he definitely can't get an A-lister. And I'm not talking about, like, looks-wise. I'm talking about status. Like, any A-lister movie star, I'm not going to get. No, no. No doubt. Not going to get a B-lister, like somebody like... uh, I don't know, who's a good B-list, like, movie star? Like, maybe, like, a Clara Danes, or, uh... Well, I don't you know what I'm saying. So yeah, he's yeah, famous, yeah. but not, like, you know, at the top. I mean, so, like, what is he gonna get? Maybe, like, and he's not gonna get anybody that's on, like, any A-list or B-list or, like, primetime TV star, like, kind of... No, no, you know, he
0: girl. no, he wouldn't. So, I, I think yeah. the best he could hope for is, like, just some hot girl who also has, like, a good personality, but isn't famous.
1: Right. That's It's not like, you know, he's, uh... I don't know, you know... Uh, Tom Brady, you know what I'm saying, or somebody yeah, yeah. like that, where you know, even though like, hey, yeah, I get it. He, he's a very famous person; a lot of people know who he is. But he's—I don't think he's even broached that Hollywood, uh, you know, kind of aura around him, where you know he's going to attract those kind of people. Now, he hasn't quite
0: done that. But if I was Daniel Negreanu and I was looking to date someone, uh, I would worry that the girls who do know who I am might just want to be with me because I'm Daniel Negreanu they could brag to people oh I'm Daniel Negreanu's girlfriend like hey that's, Dude, that's that's
1: my point though like how many people re- see I'm so convoluted because I've I've just been in this world I forget like I don't even know like if I ask my girlfriend right now if she knew who Daniel Grano is, I don't know if she'd know who he
0: was. She may not, but there's still a lot of people who do. There's still there's enough people out there. You don't, you don't have to be think a household your name.
1: mind is just thinking that way because you're like in this world?
0: No, no, no. See, like I wouldn't say this about like some poker player that we know of that, but, but that isn't all that famous outside uh, of the inner circle of poker. You know, like right. uh, um.
1: Well, you know what? Let's prove this. Let's take an unscientific. Uh, Pull here. What's a what's a good way to just find someone's phone, like a random person?
0: Well, you we just call a random phone, phone number. I'm just going
1: go to Craigslist in Las Vegas, <laughs> and we'll go to cars and trucks. Now you do this cars very and well, trucks. by the way, Jeff. Now, we'll, um, what do you think, though? What's a good tell? Somebody selling a more expensive car would know who he was, or I don't. You know, I want to kind of make it fair.
0: Well, first of all, I I will say that it's more likely. I think that...
1: somebody selling a 2012 Volkswagen Jetta Sedan would know who he is.
0: You know, if it's male, the, a male would have more chance of knowing who he is than a female, just because males are interested in poker more than females are typically. But, um, and, and of course, someone in Las Vegas has a higher chance of knowing who he is than uh, someone outside of Las Vegas.
1: Okay. Let's see, let us me find a phone number. Uh, okay, let's try this number. Oh, no, you know what? This isn't going to work. This is a goddamn car dealership. Just... <laughs> Okay, hold on. Maybe cars no, and trucks. Maybe is you should call a, oh, a prostitute a guy. Okay, this is a fat dude. Okay, like, and he has a uh, Volkswagen. He lives in Vegas. 2008 Volkswagen Rabbit. He's actually not too far from uh, my area, Flamingo, and Tinea. I didn't know so they. I didn't eight, know they
0: even make the Rabbit anymore.
1: Yes, 2008. Selling it for eight thousand in cash. I'm gonna give you the number, Druff, and you're gonna, you're gonna be some radio station in Vegas, and uh, he has to. Answer the question. Me, 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 uh, i got to get it, a real radio.
0: So, uh, I, I know which one I can be. Okay.
1: Yeah, and then ask him, uh, I don't know, something something else. So he has to get two questions right. Ask him, I don't know. You, you know, PLOL
0: numbers. is suggesting that we call of the mail-for-mail section.
1: Well, I mean, well, this guy kind of looks like he could belong in it. Let me post the Actually, link. Actually, the mail-for-mail section probably would like to you No, know, it's right. kind of funny. If I post this link in the chat, you think this will, like, result in him having to change his number?
0: Nah, I don't think anyone's going to want to call him.
1: Okay. All right. Jimmy, do, do, mean, do you want to – I'm not going through mail for mail. Anyhow, uh, 702.
0: <laughs> oh, there's a picture of him. Wow. 702. This poor guy is going to get harassed on the radio just because he's I'm just going to say, I'm
1: not even going to – yeah, I'm 362.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: 7728.
0: This guy actually, he t- it's a weird picture of his car, too. He's like, he parked his rabbit, like, in the snow. Like, he was, like, driving on the highway. Yeah. And then, like, skidded off the side and was, like, stuck way off in the... It's really a really weird picture. It's, it's not even like... I, I don't understand this picture. It's not even like he's... So, okay. Now you, now it's
1: well documented, in fact. Um, I've actually had some people poke a little fun at you that you owe me quite a bit of kobe burgers i believe the number is four maybe five i, I know it's a lot it's a lot of kobe for one man now what's what side I'm, g- I'm gonna give you a chance Draft, to get a little unstuck uh, kobe burger wise is it four druff do you remember um i think it's four it's, it's
0: i thought it was three truthfully okay well what would I,
1: okay it's three that's fine we'll call it three i think it's four but it's what do you want to uh Beto Kobe Burger, and which side are you going to take? You got to see his car, you got to look at him, and his Adidas, I don't know if that's a hoodie, pulled up on the side of a embankment on a road. What do you think? Does he know who Daniel O'Granu is, or he doesn't?
0: Um, I'd have to say he probably doesn't.
1: He doesn't? Okay, I'll take that he does. For uh, We'll make it either four or two Kobe Burgers. It's a
0: very close one on this one. By the way, I, li- I like the pose he's doing in the car. He actually has like his uh, his his... Fist like uh, under his chin, like he's doing a, uh, a modeling picture. Yes. This is very uh, interesting. Okay, let's add this guy here. He's sad if we don't reach him after all this, after all this build-up. Okay.
1: Now, uh, just for those that are in the chat, we're not going to turn the chat into Jay serialist hour again. Remember that. Remember the Jay serialist distraction yeah. of last week. Starting to, yeah. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm.
0: Why isn't Skype putting this call through? I hate when Skype does this. It just sits there. Yeah,
1: sometimes to, it just kind of sits in the queue.
0: Yeah, this is not even our fault. This is Skype's fault. I'm just gonna blame it on the appropriate party here. What the hell? i want to try this again.
1: If not, you can connect it from
0: one of your secret phones. Now it's busy. How's it busy? What's what's busy in 2012? Chad's hammering. <laughs> What if they were busy in 2012? Busy.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Maybe it's a bad number. But he's but he's selling a car. In fact, he says car is in great condition, $60,000 miles. <laughs> it's really weird. 60,000.00 000. 00 miles with a dollar sign in front of it. What does that mean? Busy. What the? I guess we're going to go find another person.
1: Hmm. I mean, you don't want to do it through another. Okay. He's perfect You've talked so much about him Well I
0: I can try Let me try to call In fact I'm going to try to call my own phone See what happens So strange What's going on with Skype here I'll try to call myself Then I'll try to Three way him on with with Myself What a fail We need like an engineer for this show You do I'm getting through to myself so I just answered the call for myself. So what I'll do, I'll just put him on three-way. It'll sound like he was connected in the first place. Okay. The wonders of modern technology. So you're
1: taking, like, he does not know who Daniel Grun is for one Kobe or Wagyu.
0: Yeah, or, or, or take off a Kobe burger, yeah. Yes. I'm okay. actually, like, stuck right now where I have to try to play to get even. I'm not even going to, like if I win this, I'm not going to be eating any burgers. I'm actually going to be uh, subtracting burgers I have to pay for. That's a so sad. You're, ch- you're chasing. Okay, it's raining.
1: Shout out to icy fishies. who's winning the not the real PFA I- tournament.
0: Not a real icy Fishie. No.
1: And my boy Matt the Rat. Uh
0: oh. probably stuck in the snow somewhere
7: hello
1: no one is really like who has those answering machines anymore (laughs) he has an
0: answering machine what the hell
1: i mean you know i hate when you build something up like this i just wanted okay well hello
0: nobody is able to take the call right i can't even put on a custom greeting so you can't tell all right hold on Uh, let's see i'm trying to find another good ad
1: do you think poor people have less or more of a chance of knowing? I think less. All right. North Las Vegas 1989 Pontiac Firebird. Wow. $1500 or better offer. Cash only. Contact Dan. All right, this is we're going to go to Dan now. Right, I'm going to post it in the chat. And uh now you can review this information draft. I know you are a, you are a uh they marvel at game theory. And you look at it, and if you want to change your bet from thinking maybe Dan knows, I mean he's driving an 89 Pontiac Firebird, probably drinking some natural light, smoking some Marble Reds.
0: Damn, I, I wish okay. I had this car back in 89.
1: New tires on 110 2011 total bill was eleven six hundred eleven dollars 54 which includes road hazard and lifetime nitrogen. <laughs> what? What is that? I mean I'm not I'm not gonna even pretend to say I'm a car guy, but what does that mean when yeah, you wh- get a lifetime wh- nitrogen? I don't
0: know. maybe you can use uh, maybe you have a lifetime supply of nitrogen to burn off warts that grow on your skin. I don't know. That's what we know lifetime nitrogen. Weird. Wait, if you tried to
1: reach me by phone or if you left a voice message on today, I said that I still have not received it. Switched over to Sprint for my <laughs> cell phone and they ported the number too early, leaving me without cell service on twelve twenty six 12.
0: Well, at least that means he's probably going to put an effort into answering this call. All right. <laughs> but wait a minute! Today's twelve twenty six twelve. So maybe we can yes. get him.
1: But maybe they put the port call in That
0: <laughs> they ported the, not
1: ported the number too early. Yeah. I
0: like. I like how. He, he, I've never seen a car listed which has both its mileage and its tires mileage. So he has one hundred sixty two thousand miles. He says adult miles. And so what does that mean?
1: Wait, used for commuting, and he spells it TWO, two miles to work. I mean, how. Could it? So he drove it as two I, I don't
0: even get it. Do you get this? So, wait, so yeah, it's used for commuting two miles to work, but somehow he has 162,000 miles on
1: it. So, how many times did he have had to go back and forth to work?
0: Without um, the car. 81,000 like times. He, okay, he apparently, he, he went back and, and forth to work 81,000
1: miles. There's 162,000 on it now. He's. You <laughs> he put new new tires on 2011. He only puts two miles to work, okay, and he has 162 adult miles put on it. Uh,
0: what, what are what what are adult miles? What what what's a, like an adult mile is is different than a kid mile? I don't get that either. You that... need to do call, call him anyhow.
1: And first, we'll do the, the granu Kobe Burger thing, and then after that, let's just try to understand this ad.
0: You know what? I, I also uh, I, I wonder if an adult mile is like like when you're getting a blowjob in the car while you're driving. <laughs> Is that what that? Is? And also, also, this is my favorite part Even more than the adult miles Or the two miles to work and, Or the tires mileage And the lifetime nitrogen this is, this is my favorite part We'll get nearly 30 miles per gallon on the highway When driven at 68 miles per hour <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? He, so he, he drives exactly 68 miles per hour
1: I mean, that's, yeah, and, and then he
0: clocks it. his I mean, mileage like, I, I don't understand that's it's so weird. Like, what what happens if you drive it at 68 miles per hour? Do you do you go back 30 years?
1: I mean, what is this, the DeLorean? Right, Could we try calling him? The calculations are correct.
2: When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, I kind of I was going to say that. Shit.
0: That's this guy getting ready to drive to work, by the way, the two miles. That's why you had to get new tires, by the way.
4: There goes the Thunderbird.
0: Here it comes, 68 miles per hour, getting good gas mileage. Uh-oh, uh-oh, something's happening. Something's happening. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. The Thunderbird just went back to 1982.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know, it looks like I'm going to have to make an executive decision again. Uh, I don't want to get too much attention, but remember the person you had to boot last week? I think yeah. we need to, because it's, it's ruining the chat. This is a holiday show. This is the Druff and Drexel holiday show, the final show of 2012. We're going to be recapping the good, the highs, the lows.
0: and uh, It's been done. Yeah.
1: We had to. Okay. Nothing could be
0: done. Okay, so let's call this, because this is really strange, this, this guy Dan. Yes. Wasn't the last one named Dan, too? Yes. So I guess everyone named Dan in Vegas is selling a car. So if we first have a guy get stuck in the snow constantly and has an answering machine, <laughs> this one has a, the strangest ad. Okay, here we go.
5: You have reached a Sprint <laughs> voicemail box I mean, seven zero.
0: All this bill, I really wanted to talk to this guy, about the whole ad, like I, I want to know over the so sixty-eight miles funny. per hour, Does he actually
1: tried to reach me by phone. He left a voicemail today that I still have not received. It switched over to Sprint. And what does that mean they ported the number too early?
0: Oh, what he's trying to say is that he switched providers and that they're he's keeping the same phone number and that they that they switched it, it over before he actually had the new phone is what he's trying to say. But then he posts the new number and and you still can't reach him. So that, that's like why not why even put the number still? Why not say, you know, I'll post the number again when it works. But then again, this is a guy who clocks his mileage at exactly 68 miles per hour. And, and and uh gives you lifetime nitrogen when you buy his car oh,
1: I gotta call this one for, for no other reason. I'm gonna post in the chat then the second sentence in the ad, which I'll be reading. i'm pacing i it.
0: I never knew that uh, used car ads would be so funny
1: nineteen ninety two ford van great a c Good tires, power windows, V8, great working van. If you're interested in my beautiful van, contact me. Thank you. Ablo Español, 2200. Oh, oh, actually, this changes the odds. An Hispanic, okay, selling a 1992 Ford van. I'm going to have to actually, I would actually lay two Kobe Burgers to one. Okay, i will give up two if I lose to win one that he doesn't know Negrano is. He doesn't know. Yes.
0: I actually agree with you.
1: Yeah. You don't think that's going to work, huh? By the way, this van would be be? good to
0: kidnap someone in. If you just, like, tinted the windows, you could really do a good job kidnapping someone in this van. A great AC, though. Ice-cold AC. Yes. All right. I'm
1: still looking through here. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? Hmm. Uh, Let's see. What do we got? 2,000. Acura. What do you... Do you drive a... uh, is your car a secret location? Everyone knows you drive what you drive.
0: I know. In fact, I posted a picture. Oh yeah, of I saw that. And, and I, I got criticized. You
1: had so many miles on that was yeah. getting Tweets about it. They think I saw some posts said Druff Busto confirmed. It well, was, that, that's
0: you know what I got peer pressured into buying a new car. I actually went and I just bought a new car. I don't have it yet. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I, even,
1: did you, well, let's talk about that. I ordered. I, I, I ordered
0: a new cars. car because I uh, I was embarrassed of all the from all the negative feedback I got from driving around in a car with 111,000 miles on it. They said, what? A bracelet winner driving around in a 111,000 mile car? I don't care what car it is. 111,000 miles? Really? And I, I didn't have much of response. So, I, within days, literally within days, I walked into a dealership and signed a contract to purchase a new vehicle, a brand new vehicle. And uh, I will be selling the old car, which is a BMW 545i that I got in 2004 and it has hundred eleven thousand miles. I'll probably get like I haven't looked at the value recently, but I think I'll probably get like 13,000 or 14,000, something like that.
1: Wait, this is the, the Benz?
0: No, no, it's a BMW.
1: Oh, you have a BMW. That's right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a 545i.
1: And the, the blue book is worth what, 13, 14 you said?
0: Something like that at this point, yeah. Hmm.
1: Is it in good condition?
0: Yeah, it's in pretty good condition, yeah. But still 111,000 miles and eight years old, or almost nine years old. How many miles are those BMWs good for? Um, It's interesting. They say you can can go up to 200,000 on them. Now, you're going to start developing problems along the way, but I will say I've owned two BMWs in my life. This one, 111,000, still runs very well, and I had a 3 Series in the 90s, and and prior to this car until 2004, that I had 145,000 miles on and still ran very well.
1: Hmm. I and mean, tell me one more time, because I'm sitting here looking at cars. What did What did you say you purchased?
0: I, I purchased another BMW.
1: Oh, okay. And are we not are we gonna disclose the price or?
0: You know, I, I'll probably. Uh, I mean, can you give us a range? It, it was It was the most I've ever spent on a car ever. So, uh, wow. by far. And uh, so, you know, I, I've I've not gotten uh, frugal with with car expenditures, despite the fact that. Uh, there's no more online poker for me. So I decided to be un-Jewish and not just buy a car, but to buy a brand new car. A brand new all GM right, bed. so listen, this is what
1: we're going to do. <clears throat> we're going to have to call Karina after this segment. we got to get a hold of someone. So here's, I'm going to post this in the chat and Jeff, if I'm going to just give you or you can click on there and uh, look at it yourself. The, uh, right, let me find the chat. Okay, so this is going to, what we're going to try this. This will be the last one if not I'm giving up. This is going to be a 2005 Chevy Impala in Las Vegas, no indication as to what kind of neighborhood it is. It has nine one hundred 192,000 miles, oh, wow. runs great, 20-inch rims, new tires, 12-inch subs, custom stereo with iPod, CD, Bluetooth.
0: But This person drove 192,000 miles since 2005? Yes.
1: Now, I would, this is what I want you to do, though, Druff, and you might have to go to the YouTube. This is a two-parter. Now, you're going to be from a radio station, okay, and and, and well, you know, maybe you shouldn't be. Somehow, this is what I want you to do. I want you to call him about the car, but not, uh, I want you to take, I want him to take you serious, because I want you to ask him. Okay, I want you to tell him that you're a huge little, little Troy fan. Okay, I don't know, I'm sure, Druff, you don't know who Lil Troy is, but he has a song. Called Wanna Be a Baller. You can look it up on that YouTube there. And the beginning of the song goes, Wanna Be a Baller, Shot Collar, 20, 20 inch blades on my Impala. Okay, and I want you to say that the premise is rough. We could turn this into Crank Call, Trivia, Kobe Burgers, that you just want to buy this car so you can drive around the strip in Vegas screaming those lyrics. So you need to familiar yourself or familiarize uh, okay, yourself. Okay, so what,
0: what is the name of this song? It
1: is called Wanna Be a Baller. Okay, by Lil Troy. Okay? I want to be a baller, shot caller, 20-inch blades on my Impala. Okay?
0: Okay, here we go. Okay. That's all right, I need to know about
2: this. I feel
0: like we're on our other show now. <laughs> yes. I just...
1: We go. There you go, All buddy. Right at the beginning. Okay. Get it ready in the queue. And this guy's got to pick up. If he picks up, it's a Christmas miracle, Druff. Okay, let me... <laughs> All right. Get them the I'm going to move myself. It, this is what I do I produce right. gold, and Druff makes it happen.
0: Actually, I think I can find a way to work in that we're a radio station and... Sure. And, yeah,
1: and then to the ground him and the and yeah, Apollo driver on the miss, strip. I can add this You're all together. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. there got to be a better way. It's hilarious.
8: <laughs> a better way. Hello.
0: Yes, hello. Can I speak to the person who is selling the 05 Chevy Impala? This
8: is Sam.
0: Yeah. Hi. Um, my name is Martin Curacao. I'm calling from 95.5 KWNR here in Las Vegas. Have you heard our station before? Hello, sir. Are you there? Yeah,
8: I have. Okay.
0: Yeah, we're actually yeah. calling because we're actually in, we're actually interested in buying your car for the radio station. And the reason we're going to is uh, because of the lyrics of this song. 20 inch blades on our Impala Now you don't have to have 20 inch blades on this Impala But we see your Impala Craigslist ad and uh, we're actually calling to Inquire about this, you are on the air right now Uh, Can you tell us about your car We see 192,000 miles For your car Um, How did you put on that many miles Since 2005
8: Uh, drove it
0: But where did you drive it, I mean that's a a lot of driving in, uh, In seven years
8: Uh
0: Wow, I, uh, a... I used
8: to work. I used to work on a ship, and I used to follow it around the country, we moved it to the ports so I would have my car with me.
0: Really? So you, so you just drove all around the country, and despite 192,000 miles, the car still runs great. Oh, it does have 20-inch rims. I, I just noticed that. I, I missed that in the ad, but that makes it even more appealing because uh, we were playing the song. and We said, you know what? We actually want to get an Impala, and we searched Craigslist, and we found your ad. <laughs> So there really are twenty-inch blades on this Impala. So that's uh, it. It lives up to uh, what what the song portrays it to be, and that makes it even better. So, so now, how much money? How much money is this 'O five Chevy Impala? How much can we get it for?
8: I would like three thousand.
0: You would like three thousand? Okay. Have you looked up what what is the Kelly Blue Book value? Are we overpaying? Are you are you just trying to hit us for more money because we're on a radio station?
8: No, it actually Blue Books between. For good, it blue looks for 42, and for fair, it blue looks for 34. I'd give it somewhere between that with the definitions that it has for those two.
0: Okay, now, I I have to confess something here. Uh, the real reason we're buying this car is not actually for anyone at the station. We actually had a guest on our show today who said that he enjoyed that song, and that's why we got the song already. Um, have you ever heard of an individual named Daniel Negranu? No. You haven't heard of him? Okay, he's a poker player. Burger. Yeah. So uh, he's a poker player, and uh, uh, he wanted this car. He wanted to get an Impala. This is his favorite song, and he's always kind of wanted an Impala despite having a lot of money from playing poker. Uh, Daniel Nigrani said he did not have this car and did not even know where to find one. We said to Daniel, We are going to find you A uh, a Chevy Impala. <laughs> Now, are you familiar with that song? I thought,
8: hey, wait, I thought 95.5 was a country station.
0: You, you thought wrong. We actually just switched formats yesterday. It was a Christmas miracle. We actually just switched formats to uh, hot R&B uh, as of Christmas. I, I it, But yeah. I, I commend you for knowing 95.5 and that, that makes me feel good because it means people will turn it on and listen and maybe give our format a chance. But uh, um, and, and again... Well, the,
8: I'm, not on the, I'm not on the air right now. I'm Listening to ninety-five point five, and I'm not on the air. It's a commercial.
0: Well, that's because uh, this is on delay here. In case you use the f bomb or something like that, we, uh, in fact, turn off your radio because when it comes back from commercial, then we're going to get feedback. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so okay, and he says it says custom stereo with iPod, CD, and Bluetooth. Now, uh, what what is a custom stereo?
8: It's just not stock. It's uh, aftermarket stereo.
0: I see, and uh, and then it says twelve-inch subs. Now, are you, are you saying that if I buy this, I get like a pastrami sandwich from Subway that's left in the car somewhere? No, subwoofers. A uh, subwoofers. Okay, okay. And uh, and new tires. Now, how many miles would you say are on the new tires?
8: Um, I got two, two brand new ones um, within uh, a few weeks of not, you know, not driving the car anymore, and uh-huh. um, so they're 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 maybe. 50, 70, 80 miles on them, and oh. one of them maybe has a thousand, two thousand miles, and one of them is one of them is pretty. It's not pretty worn. It's maybe forty to fifty percent tread left back left on it, so it's still got time on it. But I new see. tires, are new.
0: I see. So them so them
8: pretty new. looks Looks like the new one. One of them looks like the new one.
0: Yeah. Well. Okay. But so one
8: of them look doesn't look. one of them doesn't look at all like any of the other ones, but. Still got, still
0: got life on it. And, and uh, like, if I were to drive this on the freeway at like uh, sixty-eight miles per hour, would it, uh, would it do anything like shake or do, or do anything like that, or does it? Uh, uh, do, do you really not know you're behind the wheel of a car that has almost two hundred thousand miles on it?
8: I don't think no. I, dro- I drove it on the freeway to show it to somebody. It didn't shake at all. Okay. It doesn't shake. I, last time when I got those tires, the new tires put on, they balanced all the tires. So it doesn't
0: shake. Yeah. No, I've just had some older cars in the past that that start to show signs of their age. After after some time, yeah. I was just I was just afraid of the hundred ninety two thousand. But okay, um, you know we're going to give you a call back a little bit later to uh, to try to arrange uh, a purchase for Mister Negrani. We do have to get a hold of him and make sure that he's interested in a car with this high of mileage. If he is, uh, we will definitely call you back. Now, what's the latest time we can call you?
8: Um, I'll be up probably. I'm in for rump and uh, heading back tonight, so I'm up yeah. a little while. You can call me anytime.
0: Okay, so you're all the way in Pahrump, so I guess by the time you get back, it'll have 192,100 uh, miles.
8: Oh, no, I'm not driving that car. I'm driving my, my other
0: car. Okay, okay. All right, well, th- thank you for your cooperation with this, and uh, uh, you may be hearing from us soon. Okay, thank
8: uh,
1: you. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> so, wait, I won that bet.
0: If I'm correct? I
1: had the, uh, he didn't know who Negroni was.
0: Um, no, no. I think it was reversed. I think the chat room. Re- well, I guess we can go back and listen to the archives. But I, I thought. But that- I mean, I was betting no
1: from like that. That was the whole point of calling. That was just saying any guy that people just randomly aren't going to know who he is. Remember, right. I was well, kind of I- proving that. Huh? And if you go back and look, I was always that was the whole point why we started calling people. And again, I'm not hustling you for a burger No, but the, the, the,
0: this guy. guy we, I think we it. forgot to bet on this guy like thousands
1: on cars. But um,
0: we forgot to bet on this guy. Honestly, now that I'm thinking of it. <laughs>
1: Okay, it's fine. We'll call. we we'll, we'll just call it a three. We'll still keep it a three. And we'll just. I'm
0: not trying to roll here. I'm just. A, I like. Well, I, I, you
1: just bought a you know car probably worth more than my condo. No, I know you're not rolling me for a, <laughs> a you know, wagyu burger. But the whole point, if you remember, of us originally calling people from the start was to prove this. This whole segment, the premise was to prove my theory that the average Joe, like most likely. More times than not, we'll not know who Negreanu was. And that guy was probably the average Joe. Well, he
0: probably uh, was, but okay. I'll, I'll say this, it,
1: though. You know, probably on a fixed income, Druff, okay? He, he, but he was smart enough to go to that 95 point whatever. <laughs> so you're a country station. <laughs> no, I like how you <laughs> got a commercial. That saved
0: us, though. <laughs> he saved look, us, he I got don't a commercial. I not the chat even say, no, I got angle.
1: Well, no, hold on. There's something, Druff one. I got rolled. Yeah, it, it, saying, they're all Druff. over the
0: place in the chat.
1: Yeah, okay. But I mean, you, you, you do give me the fact that we did start this segment because I was trying to prove and bet the, that the average person would not know who he is. Yeah, yeah,
0: but you know, the point I was making, and I, I can understand your point here, uh, the point I was making is let's say uh, let's say only 5% of the women Negronu encounters know who he is uh, without looking him up or anything. That's still 5% of people who are going to see him as someone who's famous. And, and maybe want to be with him for that reason, and that's you still have to watch out for that. Even if the percentage is not anywhere near fifty, as far as who knows who you are, uh, you still have to watch out for it. Where uh, you know, I, I don't think that uh, most people ever have to worry about that—about someone dating them for what their name is or, or who they can brag about who they are to their friends. They just, you know, you just say, okay. The, the only thing that the average person has to worry about is, uh, you know, if they have any money, that they have a gold digger on their hands, but but not like a fame. Uh, a fame digger. So anyway, right.
1: well, listen, we have to call, we have to try to, you know, she's got a young child and uh, she's pregnant. Uh, and I told her we'd call between eight 30 and nine. Okay. And that's what she also tweeted. So do you need her number? or Do you have it in your phone?
0: Um, I, I can look it up.
1: Okay. I mean, I can send it to you. Just didn't know if you had it. So we're going to be calling Karina Jett, uh, catch up with her, uh, talk about, uh, poker life, uh, the MGM, having another baby, and also she is going to be hosting tomorrow in Vegas a charity event, um, which she's been doing, I think, the same event. I know it's at least, I believe, three years, probably longer. Plus, you know, this is a friend of, of mine and Todd's, and it's nice to catch up with her.
5: Hello?
1: Is this uh, Ms. Mrs. Karina Jett?
5: This is...
1: Hi. Oh. Welcome to Hi. Uh, your inaugural uh, time on Poker Front Alert, the uh, Druff and Drexel show. How are you, Miss Jett? I'm
5: fabulous.
1: What's going on? Uh, I, I, for those that didn't know, I did announce the good news to the chat once it was made public uh, about you being pregnant. And... Uh, of course, you know, did a lot of...
5: Did you tell everybody else what your proposal was for the name?
1: You know what, If you want to tell that story, you, you, you can. Uh, I, but no, I have not mentioned that. It's kind of obsolete uh, now, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, it, it actually... It's, moot. No,
0: for, it's for, a for, moot for, point. For
1: two, it's actually a moot for two reasons. A, uh, the whole thing got... The operation got shut down. And B, it is... Well, I guess I can say it. If I'm not... You can hate me tomorrow. You're having a boy. So it wouldn't it wouldn't work... With the name and everything, anyhow. But I had yeah. I had proposed to Karina. Uh, we were at a buffet, and uh, it was myself, Karina Todd, and uh, Jay Ryderson from uh, the chat. And I had told Karina that I would help get her, you know, and, and by, by playing, not uh, cheating or doing anything behind the scenes, a seven-star card, okay, if she had a girl... And she allowed me to name it Joan. She had to name the kid Joan, and you know because I love Joan Jet and I love rock and roll. But anyhow, uh, it was not to be. And uh, in fact, she actually said to me, she said to me as she was eating uh, her dessert. I believe she was having uh, a little bit. Uh, what, what were you having? It was a little tiramisu, some chocolates, and anyhow, she said out. Oh, Oh, she said, "I will actually talk to Chip about it and see what he says." <laughs> I don't know if it ever went that far, but like you weren't joking with me. You had like a serious look. It was a you know, kind of serious kind of conversation, but. Uh, well,
5: I was actually going to talk to him about it at least, <laughs> and say at least give him your offer. Let so him have the choice.
1: Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, congratulations, uh, although, you know, we knew the news a little bit sooner than uh, the public did, as, as per your request. Neither Todd nor I told anybody, and we announced it tonight on radio, so that's awesome. Uh, how how far along are you?
5: Not far along enough, considering. Um, I'm almost five months now.
1: Oof, and how, how are you feeling? Like, are you fatigued? Uh...
5: I would like to sleep all day. Well, have you had any kind of uh,
0: (laughs) sickness issues where you you keep throwing up whatever you eat, or is that not happening to you?
5: Oh, yeah, I have the worst morning sickness. Well, not really morning sickness, it's whenever sickness. But I had my last morning sickness about three days ago.
0: Yeah, it tends so to stop by around this time in the pregnancy. I, I noticed this with uh, when uh, Benjamin's mother was pregnant. She actually had that pretty badly, and uh, for about a two month period, I'd say between when she was two months pregnant and four months pregnant, uh, like every day she threw up, and, and frequently whatever she ate would uh, you know come back up. It was it was very tough on her, and uh, but then it just like abruptly vanished.
5: Yeah, it's like kind of weird because like you're eating. Like, instead
0: of, like, three or four times a day, you're eating eight times a day. Yeah. Mm. Well, mm. Uh, we just, but, so it sounds well, like that's probably over You're that. like the
1: little, you're sort of the poker princess of Las Vegas. I mean, everybody loves you. I mean, you know, if you were in England, they probably would have put you in the hospital for morning sickness and given you, you know, five-star service like they did that Middleton woman.
5: I didn't think mine was that severe, but you never
1: know. What do you think is someone being hospitalized? And I guess, you know, I've never, I don't have any children. I've never even really been around anybody uh, <laughs> pregnant, like, in terms of, you know, a long duration of the witness morning sickness. But, I mean, when this queen or Princess Middleton was in the hospital for what they coined morning sickness, is that ridiculous, or is that kind of normal No, I don't think happen? it's
5: ridiculous. I mean, okay. I've been in, like the thing is it's like the dehydration part of it and like when somebody's newly pregnant it's her first pregnancy and she's throwing up and she was actually dehydrated then it can be a dangerous situation (laughs)
1: <laughs> Two things. One thing is, I'm sorry, I have to say, Crow Diddley just wrote in what the are chat. are you
5: laughing? Oh,
1: I'm reading the chat. Crow Diddley, uh, awesome guy, long time poster, wrote, Drexel's never even seen a child. <laughs> and that just made me laugh. Secondly, I'm thinking that now they're saying that since it's a boy, I should give another prop bet in, in money or, or something if you name him Learjet.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I actually had brought that up to Chip. Learjet.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's great. That's not
5: original, by the way. We already brought that up. Did we? Yeah, like Jumbo. But you we, know, don't, like, we like, I don't
1: remember that.
5: No, <laughs> I'm saying right. like just in casual conversation I've had with Chip.
1: Oh, okay, okay. But well, I'm just saying, but the chat brought it up. It's original to them. I mean, they're here, they're Charjet, I'm looking at all these different names. Um, anyhow, I mean, I've...
5: Black Jet, I mean, just. You know, it,
1: just, it goes on and on. Yeah, you're right. It could go on and on. Um, we well, already
5: have the name, by the way, but I'm not oh, sure. Oh, really?
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, when is that, is that not going to be disclosed until after the birth? Did it, it Probably come, not,
5: because it can change if any really good topics come about. You know, okay,
1: so, I got you. I
5: don't want to commit to anything.
1: How was uh, Christmas? I know just from. Uh, hearing from a, a from each, our mutual friend that was there, I heard that the stuffing last night was amazing.
5: <laughs> of course you would say that. I'm just saying what I heard.
0: My, my good friend said the
5: stuffing. It was it, amazing. I know well, I, hang hang on a, a second.
0: Hang on. Hang amazing. on. Stuffing, this sounds like someone is reusing leftovers from uh, Thanksgiving. No, Those this was fresh
1: stuffing made. Oh, okay. For Christmas dinner, from Uh, what I get, so
0: suspicious when I when I come for Christmas dinner, and of course I'm a Jew, I don't go to Christmas dinner very often, but I I have Christian friends, and when I go to Christmas dinner, and they serve me turkey and cranberry sauce and stuffing, I get very suspicious that it's not going to be a very fresh meal.
5: That's ridiculous. You think we're going
0: to keep the food for a month? I've known it to happen, but I'm glad I'm glad you didn't though. Yeah,
5: no, all my food is made fresh daily.
0: Hmm. All right, so you'll uh, no, we'll
5: have to come to one of my shindigs sometime.
0: Well,
1: you know, I was supposed to have lunch with you on my birthday, but you canceled at the last minute, and you left me just alone with my other two friends. The same wasn't the same with
5: Hanging around.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, anyhow, uh, tell us. Let's see, I know we had a I mean, I know there's so much going there's
5: a purpose on. a for me on the show. But yes. Well, I mean, well, we there's want always to a help, purpose. but I
1: know that you do a lot of work for the good and charity and you're still working for MGM, correct? Correct. I am still
5: so employed. Tell us
1: before we delve into what's going on tomorrow, tell us about what's going on down there and for those that come to Vegas and a lot a lot of listeners do make it here, uh, you know, at least once and some of them, you know, twice, three times a year. What is going on in the MGM Poker in these days? What kind of games can they look for? What can they expect? Uh, what's, what's the deal?
5: Well, I have to say that MGM has the best low no-limit games in town because it's more tourist-based. Um, you know, we have 1-2 no-limit, 2-5 no-limit. And then we also have introduced mixed games. Low limit mixed games, and of course, my Tuesday night horse tournament every Tuesday. So every we start the mixed games every night at six PM.
1: Okay, and that's it. And uh, what I, I know, I think this is when I had you on the Ironman podcast. You were talked about. There was, I think, they were either renovating or they they were doing something with the poker room. Has that since been completed?
5: Yes, they're actually moving the poker room back to the center Views lounge area. Um, its original spot tonight.
1: Wow, very cool. And I know I, I don't know if you were listening. Were you listening to our show before we called you?
5: I've listened to bits and pieces of it because Chip is a is a big follower of yours now.
1: I, I've heard, and I, that's that's awesome. I, I although I don't know Chip as as well as I know you, that still very makes both Druff and I, I think it's safe to say, humble that he listens to our show and is such a fan. Uh, yeah, great. You, you even told me, I guess I can say this publicly, that when he travels to tournaments, uh, when he's on airplanes or commuting, he's always listening to a podcast and we're one that uh, he listens constantly to each week, so very good stuff. Um, but what I was talking about before is how you <clears throat> do a lot of charity for Las Vegas, and in fact, I played in this event A couple times. I didn't know how many years in a row. I know it's been at least three years that the Randy Couture Couture event has been going on. But tell me, has it been going on longer than that?
5: Yeah, this is the fifth annual Randy Couture GI Foundation charity event. It's going to be this Friday at the MGM starting at 6 o'clock. And Bruce Buffer is going to be there to open the Shuffle Up and Deal.
1: Wow. Tell, tell us more about the charity. Who's it benefiting? What uh, I know in years past, I've been there and I've met a lot of uh, mixed martial arts or mixed martial artists and fighters and celebrities. I remember I met Carrot Top. My favorite, I met uh, David Zayas, who was more, uh, Enrique Morales in the TV show Oz and then later went on to play in Dexter. Uh, you know, do you know who I'm speaking right. of? Of course you know who I'm speaking You're friends with him, right? You yes,
5: Sergeant uh, yeah. Baptista.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Angel, yes. So I actually played with him. This was two years ago when I was at the Nugget, and uh, very, very cool, because I was a huge fan of the prison show Oz, and he was just the biggest badass on Oz. But uh, really? So what, what what, celebrities can we expect to see there uh, on Friday night?
5: Well, you're definitely going to see Randy, Bruce Buffer. Some of the cut men, Don House, will be there Big John McCarthy, he's a big referee guy. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of fighters there from the weekend because it's a fight weekend anyway. That's right. So you'll see a lot of uh, named celebrities there for sure.
1: Awesome, awesome. And it's 7 o'clock. And tell us again a little bit more about the charity. I'm sorry, 6 o'clock at MGM. Tell us again a little bit about the charity and uh, how it got started, where the proceeds go, just for those that aren't aware.
5: Randy used to be in the military, but uh, he noticed that a lot of um, families were affected by the injuries when the soldiers would come home injured. So this charity was basically set up to help the families of injured soldiers. So we've been donating tons of money towards families and even sometimes, like, government hospitals to help these families, you know, recover from their injuries. Because it's just a lot involved, and they do a lot of good, so it's a good charity, and we're I'm happy to help and be a part of it.
1: That is awesome, and uh, the the buy-in is. and Forgive me if you already said I just don't remember. What is the buy-in? The
5: buy-in is three hundred mm-hmm. and a hundred dollar rebuy.
1: Nice. I think that was the same format at the at the Golden Nugget, and because I played in this a couple years ago, it was a lot of fun. And uh, the MGM is a great place to play. So anybody that's listening, I know we have a lot of lurkers that live in Vegas that don't post on the forums, that listen to our show uh, Friday night. You know, it's it's going to be a great week, especially yeah, if and
5: actually, if you don't want to come to the, you know, like if you don't want to play, you could still come and support the charity by, they're actually having an after party at Taboo Nightclub, which, you know, your entry, half of the proceeds go to, your entrance fee goes to, uh, the charity too. So if you don't play poker, you mm-hmm. can at least come and
1: hang out with the fighters after the poker nice. event. Nice. Sounds like a good uh, plan. Now, let me ask you, is Chip nearby?
5: He's in the building.
1: Well, what I was just curious about, I mean, does he listen to us? I know he listens, uh, you know, to all our shows, but is he caught up or does sometimes he get backlogged where he listens to like four or five in a row. Like, do you think he's listened to the last couple of weeks? Okay, I want you to do me a favor. I want you just to walk over to where he is and just ask him, and, and he'll he'll know this. I want you to ask him what he thinks of the newest character on Poker Front Alert, the Druff and Drexel show, called El Chico Loco. I want to know. I want to know. Chips yeah, I want T- to know too. And I, yes, and I hope his, on El
0: Chico Loco. And I hope his answer is not. I'm just
1: speculating now, so I just don't, you know. So I don't know. <laughs> I remember well, like well, so there was, wasn't there like a, some kind of get together at the 11 second or 12 second mark
0: yeah yeah, yeah there was also a get together in fact uh, Karina I, I do hope you can invite us uh, over for for one of these dinners where I can have the stuffing because then I can reminisce about it on a later show and say something like
1: oh, I don't know I
0: have no recollection I remember one time at a party that's what I can talk about
5: <laughs> so, okay, anyhow, we... I hope you're in town for one of the holidays and then I can invite you <laughs>
1: He'll, yes,
6: like, um, I remember one time
3: at a party.
1: <laughs> so will you go find Chip if he's in the building and just ask okay, so him?
5: Chip is right in front of me right now. And I
1: know we don't have to put him on the radio. It's not about pressure. Uh, can Chip hear us? He doesn't have to talk unless he wants to, of course. I don't like, you know. I know he doesn't like all the media attention, and but Chip, if you can hear me, we just uh, we were all talking, and. Both Druff and I were curious what your impression on our newest character, El Chico Loco, was. And you can just kind of give Karina a thumbs up, a thumbs down, whisper something, a sweet something in her ear, whatever you want.
2: I'm just speculating now. Yeah. Yes, answer the
5: question. I'm sorry? I,
8: uh, I actually enjoyed
5: the. Uh, Is that Chip? He gets embarrassed when Chico Loco comes on. Oh,
0: really? (laughs) He actually likes the serious stuff. That's interesting.
5: Okay, well, that's what we have. That's the thing. He says that he actually likes the poker poker fraud alert section more.
1: Right, but we have a balance because we have a lot of loyal listeners that enjoy the comedy and and the goofiness, and we do indeed actually have a lot of people that like it for – I mean, I'm not going to kid anybody, for Druff's portion of the show, really, his solo part of the show, where he talks about the online poker sites, the sh- scandals, the shadiness, poker news, and all that, and uh, you know, kind of have to have a balance between it, which I, th- I kind of feel like we have a good balance. Druff, what do you think? Yeah, I, I
0: think we do now. I think we, we have both, and uh, you know, you can't please everybody, and, and if we have a, a show that's all serious about uh, poker fraud and stuff, you know, we'll, some people will enjoy that, but a lot of people will tune out because they think it's, it's too dry and too boring, and if we yes. have just all wackiness and people will... Also tune out because they'll think that the uh, the show doesn't have any kind of uh, um, informative content. So we we try to do both here.
1: Yes. So well,
2: all right.
5: I'm kind of disappointed. A lot to say that Chip is embarrassed. Now I'm going to have to listen to what you. <laughs> well, you know, El Chico
1: Loco is not going to be on tonight. He is celebrating uh, the Mexican Christmas. Uh, the Mexican he didn't drank too much. He's actually in a attention center. <laughs> Uh, what 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 part of California is he locked he's up in, in now? Norwalk, Jeff. right now. He, yeah, he, so he won't be coming back till after January. But you can listen. Uh, I think last week's show. In a
5: detention and, center.
1: Yeah, he drink he drinks a lot on Christmas. Well, okay, let me tell you. This is who El Chico Loco is. He's a well, you know, I shouldn't even tell you. It's really Jeff's place. Jeff, why don't you just give her a background on? Yeah, El uh, Chico Loco El Chico.
0: is a he's a a former uh, gang member from from Eighteenth Street. That has uh, left all that behind and is, is now uh, trying to support himself with poker, and uh, the, the transition can be tough sometimes to, to go from the world of gangs into the world of poker. But he's he's trying to to go from one to the other and do so successfully. So that's uh, oh, we, another
5: we, Ice Man in the mix.
0: So, sort of. So we, in fact, the Ice had a conversation with him before. So <laughs> <I can't laughs> with Don, but
1: at the same time. Okay. Um, but anyhow, listen, I know you're very, very busy. I want to tell everyone again, tomorrow at 6 p.m. Uh, Friday night. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking for some reason it's Thursday. Friday night, 6 p.m. at the MGM. If you need more information or even if you don't, follow Karina Jet on Twitter. Uh, I, I believe do you have a fan page on Facebook or is it just a private Facebook page?
5: I have a private one, but you can go to the MGM's Facebook page.
1: Okay. And again, on Twitter, if anyone has any questions or, or you know about it, you can also just tweet at me. Uh, anyone that knows me here in Vegas, I'll be more than happy to answer any questions. And I can vouch this is a great cause, a great event, and uh, especially if you like fighting, um, since it's going to be a fight weekend and a lot of the mixed martial artists are going to be there. It's just it's it's a great time. So anyone in Vegas that's uh, listening, definitely show up. Or if you're coming out here this weekend or can make it out here. Definitely uh Drex gives its uh two thumbs up, so uh,
5: all right, thank you so much guys. No problem.
1: And uh anything else? Uh I mean any gossip, is there any interesting stories? Any, any poker gossips? Yeah, just something. I mean, do you want should we I talk didn't
5: about? Know you guys wear a gossip show.
0: No, we're, we're everything.
1: I mean, yeah, we're just right. We're serious, which is you know, like you said, what chip likes and we have some comedy, we have you know, just all encompassing uh podcasts. But uh, what, what about you? I mean, is any? it's been a while. Tell us a funny story. Come on.
5: I'm just boring now. I'm just like a boring old pregnant pregnant woman. I'm boring.
1: I wouldn't what? go that far. Let me think. I'm trying to think just from our interaction. I
5: don't have good gossip. I have good other people's gossip, but I can't tell it Oh, yeah. I,
1: I realize that. <laughs> um, trying to think. Well... All right. Well, you know, let me just look. If, if anyone has any questions for Karina that are appropriate, uh, granted that her <laughs> husband, who I respect, is right next to her, uh, go ahead and post them in the chat. If you guys have any questions, you can ask her. Uh, I don't know, Jeff, you got anything for Karina?
0: Um, no, no. I think that's about it. At least my side. When is the next
5: time we're gonna hook up for
0: dinner, guys? I mean, it, it can be. Uh, it can be soon. I'll be back around soon.
1: He's gonna be right. uh, in a secret location in Vegas pretty soon. You know, I am here. We were supposed to go to the Red Rock, but you know what? I'll actually even say, uh, Jeannie and I were talking about going and seeing a movie uh, on Friday and maybe having dinner, or lunch, or some mm-hmm. kind of meal. So, what's your availability Friday? I get you're gonna be real busy before. The, <laughs> I'm
5: gonna be very busy Friday. Uh, all day Friday. Anytime after fri- Friday, I'm available.
0: Okay. Uh, right, by the way, Karina, I have a question for you. This is from the chat room, actually. Um, do you remember meeting Seriously Serious?
5: What?
0: Okay, I, I guess who? it's good. Seriously Serious, who makes all these uh, poker parody songs? He said, "I got sloppy drunk and embarrassed myself in front of Karina a few summers ago." But I guess, I guess you, know you who don't... Seriously
5: Serious. No, I do remember him. I do it, remember. It, him. Like all those
1: funny
0: songs, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I
5: told uh, him it, to make me a song.
0: Okay, and but he did, did did you think he was sloppy drunk and embarrassed embarrassing or not
5: no I appreciated his uh his technique
0: oh all right I, I don't know what that means but okay. write me
5: up another song I would like that
0: okay
1: mm, okay well we will mention that and are you familiar with uh, any of his latest works have you seen or have you heard awesome guy
5: mm,
1: no now do you know do you know who uh all the I know you know who he is but you know all the uh, drama and who since the World Series about this Matt Marifiati, you know, tweeting about that Lauren Kling and just all that. Do you even know any of this?
5: Yes, I do. I know all of it. And
1: do you know the song? Oh, this is my favorite song. So maybe I'm just doing a plug so we can play it. But do you know the song that Seriously Serious wrote or oh, sang? God, I, I can say.
5: only imagine. <laughs> Drop you know. it Chew it up. I,
1: want to, I just want to hear it anyhow.
0: Yeah, it's called Awesome Guy. It's about Matt Marifiati. It's by Seriously Serious. And in fact, it got Matt really angry. And he's been complaining about it even during interviews. It's- I'm not kidding here. He actually, uh, when he's it's being been fireable, interviewed, Karina. Yes. yeah. Whenever he does interviews with with poker media, he actually complains about seriously serious.
1: Do we have a cue? Uh,
0: I'm getting it up here. Okay, sorry. That's uh, that's what
1: we. I really do need a uh, engineer, radio engineer. Hey, we're gonna play for you. this is my favorite song, and and uh, my girlfriend's as well. But everyone kind of has their favorite. I, I think probably party in the DOJ is probably is well most uh, popular hit, but uh, I, I don't know, I something like about first this, one with, uh, and the video is just perfect in, in terms of just the story, and as soon as Druff has it queued up, I can stop talking, right, and, uh...
3: Just a like, I'm the, the image, cause I'm acting out so naughty. And if you like
2: a thicker man, I got kill a killing body. The girls are always cool, and blue. it's Matthew Murphy? Hotty, what? I don't I really say that? Like all the time. I'm now, this little baby is a Go crazy for the
6: ADZ. The revolving door just keeps on spinning. hot sexes. I just don't respect women. They respect like me, cause I'm charming.
1: Anyhow, and also if you're listening uh, anyone that loves this music uh, go to seriously serious website and you can buy a copy i think they're sold in singles and I'm kind of embarrassed i don't know the name of the website but it's seriously serious well uh, yeah uh, it's, it's, it's it's
0: s r s l y s i r i u s.com that's how you spell seriously serious
1: so anyway, korea what what do you think i love the song and you have to you have to also see the video i know it doesn't give the full context of the song So I suggest go to YouTube, type it in there. I'm sorry, I suggest go to his website and uh, buy it for $0.99 or whatever it is. But what was your impression?
5: Very professional.
1: Kid's got a good voice, huh?
0: He's got a good a good auto-tune, I'll say that.
5: Yes,
1: absolutely. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're uh, trying to get, I don't know, Seriously, serious isn't in Vegas right now. Uh, There was some talk on my other show, uh, Filthy Limper, I'm doing a, a you know trip to AC with Genie for at large, and possibly he's going to come out there. And I'm sure he'll be out here at some point, probably before the World Series. So uh, you know, maybe I can arrange a meetup, And uh, I don't know, I, I don't quite know the whole story, but I guess apparently, what was it? He was drunk, and did he was he lewd towards you? What, what exactly do you remember occurring?
5: No, I think he was just very excited, and he. Aww. was drunk and he thought he was making a fool out of himself but i didn't take any offense
1: by it you know me i know i know you're very down to earth and yeah um also we talked about uh before we had you on the show how when we saw you and uh, we had you know the the buffet at the uh, the 18 million dollar buffet that we both noticed uh, well i noticed that your breast had grown and we talked about that story but i didn't i didn't think you were pregnant you know, and Druff had noticed, but we didn't, you know, Druff didn't want to be rude. And... Yeah, I actually,
0: the funny thing is I thought she looked pregnant, but I'm like, no, 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 she probably isn't. And if I say it, she probably just gained weight recently and she'll be insulted. So I said, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs>
1: right.
0: I, I thought it was more likely you weren't pregnant and had just gained weight. But I was just thinking, boy, she really yeah, has a pregnant keep look to your her
5: eyes. You couldn't keep your eyes off my breast, Brandon. I remember <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> I, it is true, Brandon actually did comment about the breasts. He's like, oh, your are But, your, your but breast I is only squared. did this
1: when she had said she was pregnant. It's not like I saw her and said, well, maybe I didn't. Did I just say it before ever anything?
5: No, did you I... just, like, like you looked at me and you looked at my breasts and you had, like, this kind of, like, open look on with your mouth and you didn't know what to say.
0: It's kind of like the wolf on those cartoons where his eyes bulge out.
5: <laughs> and then you're like, Hey. <laughs>
1: I think we need to get back to the serious poker topic so that Chip enjoys. Uh, what do we have? Uh, what 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 other serious poker topics do we have? Yeah, the, this, actually, I, I you know,
0: I actually recorded it when Brandon was there and first saw her breasts. So, it went, oh, went, oh, like, went oh, like this I Heard about
1: this? It probably would be funnier if we could hear it. but What, yeah, what, what yeah. was it? again? Okay. Yeah. It was a wolf's eyes to be there, I
5: guess.
1: Yeah. But listen, anyhow, Karina, thank you so much for being on. And, you know, you're always welcome. You're a personal friend of both of ours. And anything that you do, uh, I'll, I'll gladly promote. Um, you know, you do, you do a lot for women in poker, uh, poker just in general, charities. And I uh, am excited, and I hope I am invited for uh, when that day comes and you're inducted into the ladies' uh Poker Hall of Fame. I want to be there.
5: I can't wait for you to be there.
1: <laughs> Follow Chip Jet, Karina Jet, and again, if you guys are in town, come on down to the MGM at 6 p.m. Friday. If you guys, have any questions? Tweet at me and uh, thank or you for me. coming on. Or, or, or yep, probably better to tweet at her. But <laughs> thank you for
0: coming. Right, on. Thank, thank you for coming, on. Thank thank
1: you, um, Congratulations. And uh, well, I don't know what's talk here, Jet. I mean, listen, I'm open to prop ideas. So, Jumbo Jet, Lear Jet, we can we can talk about it. You just let me know, and we'll figure yeah, something. We're, all, out.
8: we're always
5: open.
0: All right.
1: <laughs> Have a great all night. Right. Have a good See night, someone. guys.
0: Bye. All right. Good night. That was Karina Jet making her uh, debut on our show, and uh, the surprising, two surprising details came out that uh, Chip Jet listens to the show and that he enjoys the well, we serious stuff. We knew that before, but we just didn't say it. Yeah, but that he enjoys the serious stuff of the show, not yeah, the, we didn't know
1: that. Not, not
0: the hijinks. Because usually, when when. Um, well-known or semi-well-known poker pros approach me and tell me they listen to the show. Usually, what they tell me they like is is all the crazy stuff. And, uh, well, you
1: know what? I'm going to go get a drink, because uh, you know my throat gets dry. But since I know when Chip listens to this in the archives, he'll be listening to this part on the honor and, or behalf of Chip, I'm going to use this segue to get back into, I think, our last real serious issue. I don't even want to call it serious. It's kind of been a slow week, but uh, and I'm kind of curious to hear about this too, so I'm going to hurry up. But you were recently at Commerce Casino last night. Yes. Uh, and before we even go further, how did you do, uh, money-wise?
0: You know, the game was was good. A forty eighty, I was in there, and um, I just couldn't win there. It was. Uh, I, I had one good run, kind of towards the beginning, where I won a number of hands in a row. But uh, I mean, there were like six people seeing every flop. A lot of limping. Like it. It was. A surprisingly good game, but uh, I, I got so many pocket pairs and I flopped almost zero sets, and, and now, nor did they win on their own. So it was just uh, pretty bad. So
1: obviously, a lot of people <clears throat> are going to want to hear your thoughts. I haven't been there in uh, probably two two years or so, but I used to frequent there. In fact, I once stayed there for like six straight weeks. It and when I started, when I was playing limit hold 'em at its peak, to me it was the mecca. Of poker rooms, uh, I mean, at least it was, the, it, States, it was, was the, the biggest see, poker room like, in the world.
0: I think it still is, yeah. but uh, it it had uh, it has two gigantic rooms of just poker, and then also a, a third room of Asian games. So I mean, and these are huge rooms, bigger than any poker room that that you've seen anywhere. And yet these are um these are separate rooms: a high limit room, uh, a low and middle limit room, and then like also an Asian games room. These are very very large rooms with, with and you know there's Hundreds and hundreds of tables in that place And at one point during the Poker Peak uh, They were all full at some points But uh, not anymore And I'll, I'll tell you guys about my experience there last night uh, my, my Christmas visit to Commerce Casino So uh um, Brandon you're welcome to get a drink I can, I can start talking about it and you can just join in when you come back Oh I guess he already has Okay so anyway Yesterday was Christmas And uh For those of you that are not Jewish, you don't know what it's like to be a Jew on Christmas. It's not that you really feel bad. It's that you feel bored. Nothing's open. All your Christian friends are busy with things that, uh, you know, with their families or whatever. And and you really have nothing to do other than hang out with other Jews. So Jews have always struggled with Christmas. Thank you. You can't go out anywhere. Everything's closed. You, you, um, other than other Jewish people, there's really no one to spend any time with, or even to call up, or even to talk to you. Even the Internet's dead. So last night, what I chose to do was actually go play poker. I went to go play poker at the Commerce Casino in Los Angeles, which is known as the biggest card room in the world. Now, poker has slipped in popularity over recent years. That's that's. There's no doubt about that. And that definitely figures into how commerce is doing. What also figures into it is the fact that it was Christmas. But I've been to commerce before on other Christmases, and it looked very different. Let me tell you what I found in the high limit room, which is a very large room with tons of tables. There were about six games going total total in that whole room, empty table after empty table after empty table there were There was a twenty forty game running this limit a forty eighty game running. Um, they had um like a stud game, and then they had one i think twenty forty no limit running that's it no ten twenty no limit i mean there used to be a number of those, none at all if you wanted five ten you can go into the lower limit room, even though five ten isn't really low limits, but uh no limit hold 'em above forty eighty I mean they used to have a regular one hundred two hundred and a regular what they call the white chip game, the 200, 400, 300, 600, 400, 800 game. That wasn't there. The 100, 200 hadn't been there a long time. 6120, which uh, had been going even recently, uh, not running at all. So the only thing running was 4080, and 2040. So I played 4080, and uh, I told you I lost there, despite uh, it being a very good game. That's the one good thing I have to say, is that the, the games are still good for the most part. You're, you're not going there and finding pro after pro after pro and, and competing who runs the best. Uh, you're actually up against a lot of people who don't know what they're doing, at least uh, as far as the Limit Hold'em games go. I, I was encouraged by that this time and when I le- went about a month ago. Uh, but let me tell you some things that I noticed that I did not like about the Commerce Casino. Uh, first of all, the rake is just getting outrageous there. Uh, they're dropping $5 per hand one dollars for the jackpot, which I'll get to in a second. It is a drop; it's not a time charge. Uh, sixty-one twenty and above is a time charge, which uh, saves you a lot of money. But um, above sixty-one twenty doesn't run there very often for limit holding. So, um, and sixty-one twenty is hit and miss. Whether that runs at all? Yesterday it didn't. So, if you're playing forty eighty, you're stuck playing. You're stuck paying five dollars per hand, and even a dollar if there's no flop. Because there's that stupid jackpot they're dropping for, and the jackpot they have like a jackpot, what they call a super jackpot. I'm not sure what the super jackpot is. It must be something hard to win. But the jackpot is fifteen thousand. The super jackpot is a hundred thousand. I saw I saw it fluctuating throughout the night. I saw it get up to like thirty four thousand and then back to fifteen without anyone winning it, which I, I don't quite understand. Nor do I. I'm going to try to understand. But what I can tell you is that um, the uh, the, the problem there with, with these with this rake structure and this jackpot, the jackpot you never get any kind of value out of it. The jackpot the, the casino keeps a lot of money out of that and um, it makes it to where everyone's a loser with the jackpot over time. Now it's one thing if a casino takes rake is they have to take rake to stay in business. That's a necessary evil playing poker but to take out another dollar for the jackpot really adds up. Especially when there's no flop, I mean, you raise, fold, 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 fold. Dollar's gone for the pot. You say, "Oh, who cares?" If it's a dollar. Well, you play all these hands, and all of a sudden, you're paying a lot in rake, a lot in jackpot rake, and it starts becoming harder and harder to beat, even at forty eighty. And and, and thinking, you know, think about lower limit games. Think about twenty forty. Think about uh, nine eighteen and six twelve. And those, those get really, really hard to beat with this, uh, with all the rake they're taking.
1: Let and, Let me ask you. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, The last time I was there, and it started to slow down a little bit, but but nowhere near what you've been describing. Uh, I remember, I guess from the first time I was there was 2005, and probably 2010 was the last time I was there. On average, whether it was the weekend or even the afternoon, um, there would be probably usually five or six 2040 games Um and there'd always be at least like four forty eighty games going, you know, like in the afternoon evenings. So you know, sometimes even you know six, and then at least three or four sixty one twenty. What? And forgive me, I did step out to get a drink. So if you already talked about this, uh, I apologize. But now, how, how many? I guess you did say you went on Christmas, but I've been there on holidays as well. What, what, what are the in terms of how many games they have running at those limits? What does it look like? These well, days? apparently
0: it's doing a little bit better right now. Yesterday it was, it was pathetic. There was there were th- first two games of forty eighty, three games of of twenty forty, no ten twenty, no limits, one twenty forty, no limit, uh, one stud game. and I don't even think there was a mixed game running. Um, now, right now, it's not as bad, according to the Bravo app that you can get on your phone that will tell you yes. what's running. Um, there's a 6120 running, a 200-400 mix running, uh, four tables of 4080, and and one 1020 no-limit game. But that's still a a fraction of what used to run there. And what I I find when I go to commerce, aside from the rake I was talking about that's just gotten so high, um, they they just do stupid things. Like last time I was there, a a month ago, there was a fish who was playing at the 6120. Actually, a regular. who's was like, like a regular fish. And uh, he was making the game great. Everybody else in the game was, was was decent, at least decent, like ranged from decent to very good. So this fish was making the game. The fish did not want to pay rake, it means there's a time charge, and what they do when the game gets short, they'll sometimes waive the time charge uh, occasionally. There were five people in the game. The fish did not want to pay, and they said, no, we have to wait until it gets to four before we'll uh, give you a free roll. The fish says, okay, I'm leaving, and they said, okay, fine, and he left. So it killed the game. The game died, of course. They, they just don't have the presence of mind there to, to, like, look at this and say, look, we're struggling here. We're not, we're not filling every table like we used to. And if the fish is asking for a pass on paying the time charge, mm-hmm. and you know the game's going to die completely if we don't give him this pass, and it's marginal because there's five people in, you know, instead of four when we usually give it, like give the guy the pass. I mean, I, I th- th- what had happened is they'd given us a pass, uh, you know, the time before that or something like that. But they just do it because otherwise the game dies. I'm not saying don't ever collect rake if the fish doesn't want rake. Obviously you have to you have to start collecting rake. But they're just so inflexible over there, and the rake's gotten so high, and this ridiculous dollar they take for the bad beat jackpot. Um, you, you just. night
1: I remember when I, I first played there, and I played twenty forty, and the game I usually play there was either twenty forty or forty eighty. Um, and although I played, it's high there—the highest I've ever played in my life. Actually, I played three hundred, six hundred on uh, during the LA, at the height of the LAPC. But the one thing that I remember always being stunned about in the the not the time pot games, but the rake games that you couldn't chop—that they would take money even if you didn't see a flop. And that always yes, they're off. taking a, they're
0: taking a dollar if you don't see a flop. I I don't know if that's going I to mean, the jackpot or if they're just taking it as rake. So no, that's probably, rake. It's just rake. Uh, that, yeah, that's. I mean, well, you know, I
1: can't s- say now with one hundred percent authority because it's been so long, but for all those years that I was there, it was rake. It wasn't. It wasn't towards a giant. Yeah, I mean,
0: it just they just are not adjusting. They're they're not adjusting to the fact that poker's not as popular as it used to be. You can't rake the games like what you used to. You have to do things there. You, you know, like if the fish who's going to leave, if you don't give him a free roll when it's five people, give him the damn free roll. Like, like use common sense to keep the games going and use common sense to not. Suck as much rake as you can out of every table because otherwise people are just going to leave. Then your games are just not going to go, and you're not going to make any money. Also, I'll tell you what else I found obnoxious there. They don't enforce this, but it's just obnoxious. They have these signs on all the tables that are not being used. Big signs that say "Unused Poker Table." You are not allowed to sit at any tables wow. with no action on them. And so people do anyway. But why put why put that sign there? It just makes I, the whole place I used seem unwelcome
1: this is going to take me to another segue when I was waiting for a game and they, they, you they, know, this is, I, I wonder if they cracked down on this. This was always funny because I always said to myself, if I was broke and I know and you're hungry say. or are homeless, that I could exactly. always go there and eat for free. Because what I used to do is when I'd get there and uh, there, there'd be a wait and commerce, at least back then used to be very, very good about that. It wasn't like the blagia where sometimes you wait 45 minutes an hour. Once they got like six or seven names on a list, they would open up a game. Um, and again, this is years ago. I don't know if they're still that efficient, but I used to get there, and, and when there'd be a list, I would just sit down in the high-limit area where they serve you free food, I, I believe. At least for limit, I know it was 20, 40 or higher, and I think – I'm not sure what it was in, in No Limit. And I would just sit at an empty table, and, and they would just come and serve me food yeah. without seeing chips or anything. And I always said to myself, so odd that <clears throat> you know the, the form didn't have to vouch for you because they, they have – I mean, you'll get sick of it after a while, but they have – Pretty decent food at Commerce, I'd say.
0: Just and they have a wide free. variety of food you can order. And yes, I thought the same thing. When I, when I first ordered when I was not at a table, when I was sitting at an empty table and ordered, I'm like, you know what? They have no clue whether I'm really a player here or right. if I, I'm just ordering food to roll them for free food. And I, I even thought of telling Master Scaler and Stephanie to come down there. <laughs> and order free food. Yeah, it's
1: funny. After all these years, it's kind of funny. I think we have more in common than we ever thought. Like our minds kind of do think alike, you know, <laughs> but th- what I was going to ask you, and you know, this brings me to the next segue. Uh, I just need an honest answer because uh, there's a small profit, uh that will be decided by what you say. How long were you at the casino for?
0: I was there for about um, 12 hours.
1: Okay, good. That's perfect. How? What? What? Well, you know, just go ahead and list everything you ate. <laughs> That's what the bet is, basically. I didn't know if you were only there three or four hours. Did you, hours. You, you made a bet with someone. Yes, I have a bet with someone. Okay, and, and just honestly, just say how many. Go ahead and, and list what you ate, but also how many different meals.
0: Okay, or I, I ordered two meals there, there. And one, uh, you know, one kind of distant from the other. Uh, One was a a dinner and one was a breakfast. And uh, the dinner was a chicken kebab with French fries and a tomato and um, a a big fruit plate and a soup. And uh, and I got two Pepsis. That was the first meal. And um, the second meal was four eggs over hard, bacon and hash browns, and... um, <laughs> and some toast, and and an orange juice and a Pepsi. Yeah. I want to make another comment about. I don't know who won this bet. In fact, before I make I the comment, who who won? You won. Yeah. I w- what winning. was the bet?
1: It was just the over under of meals, and it was set at two and a half.
0: Okay. Okay. So so uh, I I did order Based one on other time.
1: Twelve hours. That, that was what Okay. Was. I I did buy yeah, ten to twelve hours. I, I
0: did buy. Uh, not buy. I did order a drink in the middle, but that doesn't really count. But I, I will tell you this, it, it's funny, it, it um I don't know if you've noticed this phenomenon too, but because there's so many guys there and so few women, and the women that are there just aren't very attractive for the most part, um, you start to find the ones that aren't that attractive more attractive, just because of a lack of them, and I know that happens to other guys there too. So no, that, That's
1: basically coined a term. Poker hot. Yeah,
0: poker pretty, right? <laughs> so, so the the waitresses there, um, up until what I saw last night, uh, you would never find any of them attractive. They were either like really old or re- really ugly, or like like they wouldn't even be anywhere near to or anyone would find them attractive. But they actually have a new waitress there, at least new to me. I've never seen her before. Who's a white girl in her twenties. And you can imagine that uh she gets a lot of attention now the funny thing is she she isn't even that pretty she's not ugly but but she's just kind of plain looking but you should see all the attention she gets there from all the guys they, they treat her like she she's like she's a, a, like a princess dentist. Leia in like the early eighties pretty much yeah hmm. so i mean they they just um the guys just all love her there. And it's not even like she's uh, like all that outgoing or, or someone that like has a sparkling personality. She's just she's just a, a white girl in her 20s who who interacts with you because she serves you food. And, and the guys just absolutely love her. I'm like, you know, this is such – this reminds me back when I was in college and we'd have like the few girls in my computer science classes, the way they'd be treated. So uh, right. a- anyway, um, commerce needs to adjust. But they probably won't and they're probably just going to lose business and blame it on the economy or blame it on poker losing popularity or whatever but uh, they they're just they're just over breaking the games now
1: I have to ask you though how do you feel about going and patronizing a place that has come out publicly uh, saying that they do not support online poker or legalizing online poker
0: did commerce actually say that?
1: Yes, absolutely. I'd heard
0: about the Venetian. I hadn't heard about Commerce.
1: Absolutely. This. I mean, this was about two two and a half years ago. Uh, maybe maybe yes, I did hear about uh, it. I, yeah. Yes.
0: You know what? Um, I I understand it. I don't agree with it, but they are running a business, and um, this is not like someone who yeah, is just an individual and says, "Hey, I, I don't think online poker should be legal." Then I, I get pissed off hearing that. But this is a business that figures right or wrong, that if online poker gets legalized, that they're going to suffer. So, of course, they're against that. If, I think anyone who runs a business would be against anything that would allow some form of competition to make their business not do as well. So that that's definitely where they're coming from. Uh, I do think that the downturn in online poker has definitely hurt commerce and their popularity. So they, they, they are kind of tied together, and that's why I disagree with them. I think that allowing online poker uh, could actually help them. At least it's worth a shot. So It's not something they should necessarily come go against them. But uh, but I can understand why they do it. That's why I'm not that mad at them about that. And uh, Crow Diddley just said in the chat, Jeff forgives them because nobody gives a fuck what the Commerce Casino thinks about online poker. That's true, too. Uh, their opinion is unlikely to really matter very much. But uh, yeah. um, Something I did find obnoxious there a while back, I haven't checked in this recently, the hotel there which is a Crown Plaza that was built in 2002, I believe. It's an okay hotel. And I used to stay there sometimes when I was too tired to drive back. They raised the price, last time I had checked, to 129 per night for poker players. That's the poker rate. That just kind of bothered me wow. because... Uh, I remember
1: I used to... Well, you know, I, I don't even care. It doesn't even matter. Back then, when I was there, you could bribe... People, I don't know if you ever, you know, participated in any of this, but it was very well known you could bribe people for amenities, uh, besides getting cheap or free rooms, all the way up to mini bars and free movies.
0: I did not know that. Um, Yes. I, had heard, I had heard about it going on, but I, I hadn't – I should say I didn't know. I, I didn't know exactly who to ask or what to do, but I had heard about it happening. In fact, I'm going to yeah. find out how much it costs. I'm going to find out right now because I, I checked a few years ago when I wanted to stay there. This is how Jewish I was. I, I was really tired. This is a, a few years ago. I wanted to stay there, and then they told me 129 I was so turned off by that, that that was the poker rate because I had paid 79 in the past that I just said forget it and drove home tired. Let's find this out. Fabri, could help you? Uh, hello, Kenan Nigel Fabri here. Can I can I have the um, the hotel please?
6: One moment.
5: Fabri, this is for
0: Palm Plus at Commerce Casino Hello, Nigel Fabri here. Um I I'm thinking of coming down and playing poker, but um, I'm afraid I'm going to um, get rather involved in the whole thing and um, um, I, what if I get too tired? I don't wish to drive home. Um how much would it be to stay the night there? For tonight? Oh, yeah, just just a typical night. How much would it, tonight, for example? How much would the poker did rate? For tonight? I'm saying, like if I, what, what is the poker rate here?
5: Poker rate is one twenty five plus tax.
0: Oh, uh, bollocks! Now you, you used to not have tax. One twenty five
5: plus tax. That's about uh, one forty, including the tax. So, so now you're charging
0: tax. It's in the past when I stayed here, there was no tax.
5: No, it's a ta- with
7: tax. One
0: forty. Do you know why they're charging tax now? Or when When did that begin? There's a tax on that. All right. Thank you for the information. All right. No so they used to charge no tax. The city of Commerce used to have an agreement with them not to charge any room tax, but I guess they uh, they lost that too. So so it was about 140. So it's pretty much the same thing. Except now there's tax. But eh, it just kind of sucks. Like I, I, after you've been spending so much on rake all night, <laughs> at least that gives you a decent deal. Not, not 140 for a hotel that's really not worth more than that.
1: You know, it also is always weird how the rates would just a lot of times be higher during the week than on the weekends. Um, I don't know if you ever noticed that. But, yeah, that, that, that makes no sense, especially in Commerce, which uh, it's not really a great area. Um, and there's a lot of other – I mean, I, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't how, – how many rooms do they have there now? I mean, how many rooms? I know they haven't they haven't expanded. So how many rooms would you guess were there? Yeah,
0: I don't know. There's yeah a few hundred or whatever. But yeah, it's not that. Many. I would I
1: would think just especially like during the week that they'd have trouble filling it up. No, they definitely
0: uh, do. they definitely don't fill up. So I I don't yeah, understand. It doesn't yeah It it's, really it's weird. They used it's to not... they, they used to have uh, a good deal. As I said, seventy nine no tax for poker players. And once they have raised it to one twenty something, that's just too much. And uh, you know one forty a night. After tax, you know, I, I pay that all the time when I'm traveling the country and, and staying in hotels. Not even nice hotels for that. You know, at 140, you're not going to get all that much. But, but on the other hand, when this is attached to the Commerce Casino, and when you're a poker player there, you've played a lot of hours and paid a lot of rake, and they're not filling up anyway. You know, uh, give you some kind of break. Give you something like 70. I'm not saying give you a free room, but give you like 79 bucks or something. So, uh, anyway, that, that's that's the story. And the, and the hotel's 10 years old now too, and I'm sure they didn't renovate it so uh yeah anyway let's let's move on well
1: speaking of people that play at commerce well actually before i even go there by chance did you see uh my good friend and uh guest you know for many years on uh other networks mark newhouse playing was he there
0: no okay
1: well speaking of people that play at commerce a lot or at least back when i used to uh very Greenstein, huh? Yeah. It's not looking good.
0: No, it's not looking good. He has a very nice house. We won't have it for much longer. In Rancho Palos Verdes, which is southwest Los Angeles County. And uh, 12,000 square foot house. I, I can't even imagine what that would be worth, but it's worth a lot. It's worth uh, several million. And that house is being foreclosed upon. Um, I I don't know how much he owned of it I don't know how much equity he had at the height But um, That's yet another Indication That Barry Greenstein is not uh, All that healthy financially The first indicator to me Was a a number of years ago I don't know like 08 or so When Barry stopped playing In that nosebleed 4000, 8000, 3000, 6000 mix game In Bobby's room at the Bellagio And you'd see that game going, but Barry wouldn't be in it anymore, and he'd be playing 300-600. Now people say, oh, well, if he's playing 300-600, you can't say he's broke. Well, I'm not saying he's broke. But uh, Barry Greenstein has always had an ego. Barry has always taken a lot of pride in his poker skill and his poker accomplishments. Uh, He's the last guy who would ever step down limits from what he used to play, unless he was struggling there and couldn't afford to play there anymore. So um, that was the first indication to me that he was struggling, but I thought maybe he's just losing consistently there and doesn't want to chunk off all his money. And you can imagine how quickly you can lose money at uh, $3,000, 6000 or 4000 8000 So then came the whole thing about that loan that he took from Full Tilt. And of course, Barry works for Poker Stars and has for a number of years. So instead of taking a loan from his employer he actually took it from their main competition, Full Tilt, for 400000 It was a loan he never paid back, and that was brought up when uh, group Bernard Tappy was going to buy Full Tilt, which eventually fell through, but they were demanding that Barry and other pros who owed Full Tilt money pay up and pay them, or at least sign an agreement to pay them. So that came out. Um, that was another indication that Barry was obviously struggling if he's borrowing something like 400000 and not paying it for uh, for for that many years and uh, yeah, four hundred thousand sounds like a lot of money, but when you're someone who used to play at four thousand eight thousand I mean you could easily lose four hundred thousand in a single session. Now some people say Barry is broke or close to it because he gave away too much money to charity he gave away all his winnings to charity his tournament winnings supposedly. I don't believe that. I believe he gave money to charity. I don't believe he gave away all of his tournament winnings or anywhere close to that. I think that was a myth that perpetuated over time. I don't think you're going to find Barry anywhere saying that uh, he gave all of his winnings away to charity. I think there's like an urban myth of poker. Uh, There's just no way to do that unless you're just ridiculously wealthy where you don't need poker's money. and, And you're just playing for fun. Like if Jerry Buss is giving away his tournament winnings to charity, I could believe that. Uh, Barrett Greenstein, there's no way he was giving away all of his tournament winnings. Uh, I, I don't know how much he gave to charity, but I don't believe he gave so much to charity to where that's what busted him. I think maybe if he could go back in time, he would want some of that money back because he's in such bad shape now. But I don't think he gave so much... That it was like giving away all or most of his winnings. I just don't believe that. I think he was just uh, generous to charity, and the story got out, and and you know he was known as the Robin Hood of poker, and uh, it was a great story. You know, a winning poker player wins so much, but in, instead of uh, keeping it for himself, he, he gives it to charity. Sounds great, but uh, um, you know whether he's giving a small percentage or all of it, uh, that story can easily morph. So um, anyway, um one rumor I've heard about why he lost so much money aside from losing in the the nosebleed game was that uh, he wasted a lot of money on Poker Road. Poker Road was the site that was run by Joe Seabock, his stepson. And um, at one point I heard this was never verified, but I heard that Poker Road had 20 full-time employees at its peak, which is crazy. This was actually after the UIGEA, so while it was pre Black Friday, still the big money in poker had already been drying up. That was not the time to open up a major new poker site. And I know they spent a lot of money on it. I don't. I don't know about the twenty full-time employees. If that was true, but they. I know they spent a lot of money, and I know that it returned very little. Now, Brandon, I actually did some looking the other day because I. You know, I, I've always. I'm always curious where Poker Fraud Alert stands in relation to the other poker-related sites, uh, not, not where you can play, but where you talk about poker, at forums or whatever, uh, is in terms of traffic. Do you think Poker Fraud Alert has more or less traffic, I'm not talking about posts, but actual traffic that visits the site, than Poker Road today?
1: I'm sorry, say that one more time.
0: Between Poker Road and Poker Fraud yeah. Alert, according to Alexa.com, which is a flawed metric, but it's the only one we You're have. Right. I'm um, familiar with how flawed it is. But but uh, between the two of them, Poker Fraud Alert or Poker Road, which do you think has more traffic today?
1: I mean, I... I, I believe, obvi- obviously, your site does. Um, I, I, but that's not to say that Alexa says differently. But I, I would say Poker Fraud Alert.
0: Poker Fraud Alert does by a lot. Poker Road has really uh, yes. tanked. And uh, even with Alexa's... Uh, flawed algorithm to uh, be able to tell traffic. There's such a big difference between the two sites. There's no question that uh, Poker Fraudler has more traffic than Poker Road, which is it's hard to believe after what Poker Road once was, if they really had 20 full-time employees. Uh, and um, Seriously Serious is in our chat, they still have excellent SEO. Well, they probably do because they probably spent a lot on it a long time ago. But uh, if they're just not getting traffic, then uh, you know, the, if they really wanted to make money at poker, Fra- at my poker, Fra- at, at poker road, the smart thing to have done would have been hire twenty people, have them work full time, and pay them what you've been paid, Brandon, at, for all your work on these sites. Zero point zero. Yeah, that 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 would have been. there were fifty dollars every five years. And then then they'd be kicking ass. So anyway, uh, poker road, which I heard was all or mostly Barry's money, what funded it. I heard that hurt him. I heard that uh, just losing hurt him and, and probably spending that wasn't that wise. And as far as that house goes, who knows how much he ever owned. You know, they, they I don't know when he bought it, but um, they handed out loans way too easily prior to the housing crash of 2007. So it wasn't that hard to get a loan when you didn't really deserve it. And it's possible that Barry also just took out a loan that uh, would have to count on him continuing to make a lot of money And when he didn't he couldn't do it But uh, I, I have to imagine that uh, That Barry's house is is, uh, is Completely underwater and more Now in fact I think I read something about that and I, and I heard he has not made A mortgage payment in a year So he's really in trouble And uh, while I think He still plays the 300-600 Game or whatever That doesn't mean you have money That that really tripped me out when I found this out about a lot of the people I saw playing 300, 600, 400, 800, even higher, even the nosebleed games. I thought, boy, these people are rich. No. A lot of them are actually broke. How can you be broken and and have tens of thousands of dollars in front of you on the table? Because it's other people's money. And you're staked and you're in makeup. It's so weird. I used to also find it odd the situation that. Like, let's say player A has 50000 on the table in front of him and owes player B $10,000. should not it be as easy as player A just handing 10000 when he gets up from the session to player B and be done with it? No. Because player A is probably playing on someone else's money and isn't allowed to do that. That part of the agreement that player A has with player C who staked him is that any winnings go to him and not to pay off debts. Until player, you know, until player A gets his part or, or, or until player C gets his part Or until player C gets all of it Because player A is behind at the moment And in makeup So there's all these different ways That uh, people are playing high stakes games While broke While really not having any net worth at all So uh, Whatever the story is with Barry He's definitely not in the greatest shape financially And uh and he's not a young man. I mean, he's got to be, like, what, 60 now or something? Close, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's not a good spot to be in. And uh, I, I think a lot of poker pros just made this mistake in general when they, when they had a lot of money at one point, millions of dollars, and they figured it would just continue this way. And they spent like it will continue this way, and then when it doesn't continue this way, then they're broke. So... Barry, this kind of shocks people because they they see Barry as like a father figure of poker, of someone who's like seems very responsible, not like someone who you think is a degenerate. But yeah, sometimes uh, appearances can be deceiving. Doom eight oh five said in our chat, Barry pays for pussy on the rig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of speaking Dude. of someone who Barry may or may not have had sex with, but definitely lived with him, I saw Mimi Tran at Commerce yesterday. She was playing uh, really.
1: Didn't, weren't we just talking yeah. a few uh, shows back? Where the hell is Mimi Tran? Yeah,
0: I saw her and she was playing like uh, 2040, 2040 Stud. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah.
1: How, how have the years been to her?
0: Um, You know, I have to say, uh, while Mimi Tran was not, never anyone I found attractive, I, she no. looks pretty much the same.
1: That's, that's what I was getting
0: at, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, I will say that the Mimi Tran I saw today looks pretty similar to the one I saw in 2005. So wow. do with that. What do you want? Uh, let's let's give a call here. it hey chip, turn off the podcast. Fast forward. Yeah. We're back to the comedy segment. Back to the comedy. Let's let's give a call here to Stephanie. She she's back in Ken Scaler's life. Oof. I'm gonna tell you the whole story before we call her because this has to do with the next two segments. I got a call yesterday from Stephanie. I, my phone had not rang with Stephanie on the caller ID in like well, since that whole Vegas debacle uh, over a month ago. So, my phone rings. It's Stephanie. And I'm thinking she's just going to bother me, like, where's Ken? Can you find him for me? I I almost didn't answer because I thought it was going to be that bullshit. Because Ken had been swearing to me that he hadn't been talking to her, hadn't been seeing her, and it seemed like he was sincere. And I believe at the time he told me he was. But I answer the phone, and Stephanie says to me, I just want to tell you a few things. Can you listen? I said, okay, sure. She says, okay, I'm with Ken right now So this whole thing about him avoiding me is bullshit I said, alright Then he says, She says, also Ryan is with us And Ryan has his ID and social security card And I said, what? Well, this wasn't that surprising to me Some of you might remember on a previous show Actually, I think on, on Poker Fraud Alert Radio But it was uh, a show yeah, A number of months ago We called a guy named Ryan Or maybe it was our other show I don't know, but we called a guy named Ryan who had pretty much been like a bully to Ken and had been taking money from Ken and uh, threatening him with things, uh, either threatening him with, with physical harm or more often threatening to do things that Ken didn't want him to do, like like I'm going to call Colleen and, and convince her never to talk to you again and then you know, if, if you don't give me your paycheck, whatever. So I remember we called him up and we, we kind of scared him, we told him we were going to come down there and all this other crap uh, I, I've i met Ryan in person before. Uh, he and Matt Marafiotti actually have some things in common except Ryan is broke. Uh, but, you know, like Matt Marafiotti, he's very short. He's got, like, the Napoleon complex. He's uh, got a lot of psychological problems. Um, except, Ryan was insisting to me, and this was after we called him last time, he was insisting to me later. He was then calling me and telling me that I don't understand that... Uh, I might think he's a bad guy, but there's a lot going on that I don't realize. And, and what eventually came out, and I, and I actually semi-believed him, this is at the time, that Ken would make some kind of agreement with him. And, uh, you know, like like for example, Ken would call him up and say, hey, there's such and such singles party tonight, you know, let, let's go together. And Ryan like, say, no, I don't feel like going. Say, come on, come on, go go with me. No, 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 I don't feel like he can, forget it. Ken's like, okay, well, how, what if I give you a uh, hundred dollars from the next paycheck? Will you go with me? Ryan's like, no, no, no. Like, I really don't feel like going. Now, it's not that Ken has to bribe people to go with him because he has no. Like, he, for some reason, he enjoys going to these things with Ryan. I don't know why, but uh, he actually would be. Uh, he, when Ryan wouldn't want to go, then Ken would start offering him things, and Ryan learned this and would start taking advantage of it. Now, now, if this happened with me and Ken, and Ken is starting to. Like try to bribe me to go do things with him, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't take his money because I'd feel bad because I know you know he's, he's so broke. Well, why should I be taking his money, even if he's offering it to me? But, but Ryan's not like that. Ryan's happy to take it. In fact, Ryan has learned over the years that when Ken calls him and says, hey, do you want to do something? you want to go to such and such party? Ryan's first reaction is to say no so he can get something out of Ken in return. So I do believe that Ken would actually offer him these things, and it wasn't quite what I thought it was where he was just uh, being a bully and trying to force Ken to hand over money to him or do other things for him uh, with nothing in return. Anyway, getting back to the present, and, and you know, after I learned this, I decided to stay out of it in the future and, and stop just, just stop helping Ken with the situation with Brian. He, he just kept getting in th- into it over and over and over again. I knew it had to be voluntary to, to some degree. So, um... Stephanie was insisting that, that Ken was uh, with Ryan right there with her at uh, at something they were going to last night, and that uh, Ryan has Ken's ID and Social Security card for, quote, collateral. Now, what is the collateral for? It's not about money, in this case. The collateral is, Ryan apparently has no health insurance, and he needs some kind of prescription for something. And, uh, Going to a doctor and getting the prescription and paying the full price for the prescription would cost, you know, many hundreds of dollars apparently. Now Ken does have health insurance that his mom pays for, so Ryan wants Ken to um, you know, he he claims he'll give Ken the money to go to the doctor, fake having whatever illness Ryan has, or whatever condition Ryan has, get prescribed something, then he'll pay Ken for the prescription, and then Ken will put it on his insurance and they'll you know, save him a lot of money. Now, by itself, that's actually not that bad of an idea, and I would actually probably do this for a friend who is in need in the same spot. However, how does that exactly relate to Ken's ID and Social Security card being in possession of Ryan for, quote, collateral? What, what collateral are we talking about when Ken's the one doing the favor? So this is where it gets weird, and this is what we're going to find out tonight, and I, I really have no clue exactly what's going on here. Um, Ryan is worried that Ken is going to flake out and not show up for this doctor's appointment and not show up for the, you know, to get the prescription and and hand it to him, which which is true that Ken does flake out sometimes. But why? So he took this stuff from Ken saying, you better come through with what you promised or I'm throwing this stuff away. I'm throwing away your ID. I'm throwing away your social security card. And also because I have them, this will give you a sense of urgency to do it. But what I don't understand here, we're going to find out. And I asked Ken and he wouldn't give me a real answer. Ken's still doing him a favor. Even if Ken's kind of flaky with a favor, why should Ryan be taking these things from him to force him to do the favor? So that's what I'm not getting. I can understand Ryan being concerned Ken might flake out, but but if Ken flakes out, fine. You know, it's, it's still a free roll. He's still getting something out of Ken for nothing. So then Ken said, well, there is kind of a New Year's party I want to go to with him, so I think it has something to do with that. And it's, it's a really odd situation. Uh, Stephanie is the one who told me about it. And uh, they called me just as I was going to commerce yesterday. I, I just didn't feel like talking about this at length. I figured we'll save it for the show today. But uh, let's let's call up uh, Stephanie first, and and Brandon. Uh, of course, uh, you have the yeah. existing relationship with her, so we mm-hmm. can we can play off that. Build so uh, off it. Hopefully, she'll answer the phone. Well, maybe she's still with Ken. She was with Ken this morning. I don't know if he's still with her. Uh, otherwise, uh, we'll ask her for the situation, and we'll we can see if we can build on this uh budding relationship with Brandon. I think she'll have a better attitude because she was uh because Ken was now spending time with her. Uh she's not as pissed off as she used to be. And she's always pissed off, but not a, not as pissed off. Right. Then we're going to call Ryan himself. Hello? Stephanie? Yes. Um, what? What are you still with? Ken, are you still with Ken there? Yes, and
5: Eric
0: Himmel. Oh, and Eric Himmel, too. interesting. So, do I talk uh, uh, to Ken? Um, I, and before you put on Ken, uh, Stephanie, uh, uh, has anything happened since? Yeah. You, oh, okay. Ken, hi. Oh
7: God, I want to be on the radio. I'm in a restaurant right now.
0: <laughs> you shouldn't have said that out loud. I didn't want Stephanie to know she's on the radio. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm in a, I'm literally. I'm literally
7: in a. I'm literally okay, which which restaurant? Which restaurant I mean, we want to help you. With, we, we want to help vacation. you with Ryan. Wait, what
0: happened? We want to help the Ryan situation. What's the current update with that?
7: I haven't talked to him all day.
0: Okay, and uh, what restaurant are you in?
7: Sierra's. They're going out of business next week. It's in Canoga Park at, at uh, Canoga and Van Owen.
0: Okay, and, and who's going to be paying for this meal?
7: I'm I'm paying for myself.
0: And Stephanie's paying for herself? I don't believe that for a second.
7: Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. There's, there's zero chance of that. Kenneth,
1: that's... Kenneth, what did you order this evening for dinner? Kevin? I'm not Kevin. That's uh, my Kenneth. brother.
0: He's at Kenneth. He's a Kenneth. He's
1: at yeah. Kenneth, yeah. Kenneth. Uh, we address everyone properly. What did, you, what did you order tonight? I had a carne asada
7: with uh, Diet Pepsi. It was a choice of super solid. I had the Abundagas. And I did not have, des- I did not have dessert. not oh, come on. I'm on his radio show. And, uh, it's an internet radio show on poker fraud. And, yeah.
3: On <laughs> poker fraud. <laughs>
1: and let me ask you, yeah. Kenneth, why is this uh, place going out of business? Because they lost their lease. They're
7: going to build, like, a, a skyscraper here or something. It's like in Warner Center. Warner Center is a very trendy area in the western. Can you take that home? I'll finish it if you don't want. Can I? have a little bit? <laughs> no. I the rice, just the bean. I love beans. I love beans. Can I, you know, literally eat some
0: of the beans? I'm, I I could totally take. Can I take that home? You, you know what, so, Ken? Uh, I, I know someone who really loves beans. You know who that is? Oh, Benjamin. Benjamin loves beans. Yeah, maybe you're actually Benjamin's father. I love
7: beans too. I'm not his
0: father. Okay. So, so okay, Ken, um, are you eating Stephanie's beans right now? I'm eating her beans right now. That's very romantic. Are you using her fork or your fork?
1: Uh, her fork. This is not Love Connection. Hey, now, hold up, Kenneth. I thought from previous conversations that after the debacle, uh, they call it uh, Black November, after what occurred in Vegas, uh, the, in Paris, the two of you were done. That's what the, I, It's the a long story. Well, the listeners are here in the, in the, in the queue. They want to know. Because remember the story at the Paris? Can I please... I, I'm dying to have one week to answer this
0: well, I guarantee
1: week. next
7: week's show I'll answer this but what, why do you need a week
0: it's, uh, I think you have an answer I right. can
7: explain why talk and explain why I can't do that oh, because you
0: know? he's, he's afraid Stephanie's going to create a scene in the restaurant
7: is that true are you scared of her Kenneth I'm 100% except for the last
1: uh, fragment not
0: <laughs> he doesn't like being called Kenneth is what he's trying oh, to say oh okay
1: yeah. Kenneth. are you 100% scared of her does she petrify you would you say is that a fair
0: statement it's 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 pretty fair. Well she is she is pretty angry, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what does Eric Himmel think of her? Does he like her? Is what? what? What does Eric think of her? Does he like her? Uh I don't really
7: know. It's kinda of like again, I can't really answer that now.
1: Kenneth is like you're not even yourself. The people that really come to expect your your optimism and, and, and just okay. your your I understand.
7: I'm sitting. Okay, I'm sitting in a, in a restaurant. What? Hold on a second. Hold on. She, she wants the phone. Don't just hang it up. Don't, I'm we, not we no. fucking phone. Okay, hold on a second.
5: My phone. When I ask for something, you give it to me. This isn't a public Look, restaurant. Off the by the way, this is ridiculous. It's, it's, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever. Not, seen no, ever. no, we're calling because we want yeah. to help. We, we want to help out about Ryan. Show? Like seriously, we want to help out about Ryan. Now. We want to help with Ryan. Steph. Hi. Yes. Hello. Yes. What? Todd
1: told me you're going to be in a better mood tonight, sweetie. He said that. What do you guys that, want? What do you mean, what do we want?
0: We're, we're trying to help. With, you you called, you called me yesterday. You called me yesterday about helping with the Ryan situation. We're actually going to call Ryan. You know, and we're oh, going to, well,
5: that would be good. Then go ahead. Let's call
0: Ryan. Oh, you want you to be. Me I don't believe you. Do you want to, you to be on the phone for him? was going
1: to be in a good mood to be nice to me tonight.
0: I, I thought um, she would. Okay, too. I'll be in a good mood. Let's call him. Okay. You want to stay on the phone for this, Stephanie? Yes. Okay, we'll do it. Okay. Ahead. Right. Now, now, hopefully he'll answer because it may come up like kind of funny on the color ID. But uh, Steph,
5: what's new with you? Nothing.
1: can am finishing my leftovers right now. Yeah, but you didn't want many of them. No,
0: Stephanie doesn't really like beans. Ryan. Uh, did did the beans give you gas?
1: Hey Steph, are you into that whole Twilight Saga? Those movies with with the girl? No. So was, I'm gonna be out there for the Jays. Yeah, hey, uh, and, hey, hey, and hey Ryan. Uh, okay, Ryan. You're gonna what? I'll tell you in a second. Hey, Ryan.
0: What? Ryan, hello. He, Hi, Ryan.
5: Answered, he answered
0: the phone. They're talking to him. Hi, Ryan. Steph, do you play? He by,
5: by you? Steph,
1: Do
0: Steph play by? Are
5: you play?
0: Ryan, are you what? here? Steph. Well, hold on, Ryan. Brandon. Hold, hold on. on. Ryan. Ryan answered. Ryan answered. He hung, up, he hung up because you two were flirting. Here, let me let me call back. Here.
1: Oh, but Steph's going to do the play-by-play for everyone at the, the diner. It's going it out of business next month. Is it next week? It's going out of business. What he say? Ken said they're building a Skype. What sky- he We're
0: Sitting near
5: each other. And I guess my foot
7: touched his. It was a little bit as a joke. Eric, I don't. What are
0: you calling me, about? Yeah, we're we're calling you about uh, a. Well, I'm not going to talk to you, Todd. Why? Why don't you talk to, to, me? Say to you? Why you took Ken's ID? I want to know why. Why did you take Ken's ID? I'm just I'm just trying to figure this out. Sucking <laughs> up again. You know, Todd, where do, Todd, where do you find the time? That's what I,
5: that's what I mean. Use a fork.
1: Yeah. I mean. Is he just eating the beans with his mouth?
5: <laughs> with his hands. He likes to eat stuff with his hands. Yeah, so you're you
1: know, way he admit, better. He, you know so I think he might really be stuff. I know you, you have some weird thing with him A friendship, brother, sister But you're you're too classy a gal to be uh, With a guy next to you eating beans with his hands
0: You know what, I think he and I Benjamin be May really be related Yeah, Benjamin does the I same thing I tell him. Him. Benjamin he used a fork and he doesn't
1: it's Yeah, but Steph deserves better, Todd I, I,
0: I, I know I, Benjamin is 40 years name, younger than Ken, Ken But still What,
5: ha- what happened with Ryan? What, did you guys hang up on him? He just
0: hung up on me, he said I have nothing to say to you, Todd And hung up on me, I'm going to call him back
5: yeah. is very charming, by the way. Very, very classy guy. Very He'll classy guy. Line. You can leave a message after the remember one time message. he made me call his mother on freeway. Uh-huh. She's like, I'm so sorry, Stephanie. I can't handle him anymore.
1: Yeah, it's awful. Her own
5: son. That's
0: huh. awful, baby.
1: Jesus.
5: Her own mother can't even okay, love
0: Okay, it's, it said that Ryan is on the phone right now. Let me try to call him right back.
7: Yes. He He's what? He's in the really long? We I think he took his phone off the hook. Ryan... I am ready to go. He said
5: he can take you home. Well, I, home. well then I want
1: to go. When I want to go, I want to go. That's it. Your step's it. It looks
0: like uh, it looks like yeah, Ryan took I his phone, phone, phone off phone. the hook. Yeah. I guess we won't be so- solving this ID matter tonight. We may have to table this for next week. Stop
5: arguing. Just say no and let it go. Or you do argue back and forth like we're children. Stop yeah.
0: it. This isn't so a public TV. restaurant, everybody. I agree with her. Why?
5: It's so irritating All they I, do is I, argue Back and forth Him and Eric Kimmel It's like brothers
0: What, what are they arguing about? Steph you deserve better the, than The this check one. Well who's going to pay? What's, what's the problem?
5: Eric wants Ken to pay And Ken said no And they argue back and forth Like little boys Well why
0: should Ken pay For Eric's meal? I don't understand
5: I don't know Todd I don't have all the answers These are your friends
0: Well no Eric's not my friend I, I don't really know him very well
5: Oh I thought he was
0: No I, Steph, I, I met him like once
5: I thought I was here to To talk to Steph
1: Why do you want to
0: talk to me? I mean, I don't know. I've been trying to
1: get to know you, you know, since you came to Vegas. I don't know why. It, again, it, it all revolves. I just try to be sweet to you, my little daffodil, and you're just angry. I mean, I've never done nothing to you.
5: Clint, you wonder why you don't have a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do <didn't>
1: like like <laughs> to the restaurant, dumbass. You with your hands? What are you, a child?
5: That's what Steph. my little gardenia. That's, that's, like, that's why you don't wipe you like your own underwear. Yeah, right, your underwear's crowned. Right, 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 right. Okay.
1: You a fan of Lisa LaBanelli? You know that comedian? She's kind of a little vulgar. She's
5: a bitch. She, I met you, her. She's a bitch. You
1: could be better than her, because you got. I mean, if we could kind of take this anger and harvest it, because it's comedy in itself. I mean, I, I, are you? Do you have a fear of public speaking? What That's
5: Lisa not- LaBanelli.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you have that. I could see you being like Stephanie, the angry comicer. I don't know, Todd. But what do
0: you think? Yeah, yeah, I think I think she and Ken could actually have a good act.
5: I think I think you should you should make sure Ryan gives him back his ID. Well, I've been trying. Really In
0: fact, I'm going to try call Ryan right now again. One more time here.
5: And he also wants his jacket back, and
0: yeah. it's, it's forty two hundred dollars. Yeah, forty two hundred. I thought it was three thousand. Yeah. I thought it was three thousand. No, forty
5: two. What? Forty two hundred.
1: What? 4, <laughs> when did this happen? Yeah. During the week. I'm sitting at home. Uh, no, I, not you, <laughs> Steph. Like, how is Todd about I was. plots? I was. Ken's giving out $4,200. I mean, what am I missing?
0: We should have Ken start donating to the free roll. What, what
5: do you What do you, What do you? What do you, what do
0: you, what do you? say? We're calling Ryan.
5: Here. What do
0: you say? Hold on. Ryan. Did you hear hey, what I said. I
7: said? Did you hear what I
5: said to you? No, I didn't. Hey,
0: Stephanie, Stephanie hey, did be quiet that? for a second. Stephanie, be quiet a second. on the phone? Stephanie's on the she phone. Here. I'm trying to get to it to quiet. <coughs>
1: you can't get on it. the phone. Uh, uh, hey, rude Stephanie. <laughs> my little gardenia, Ryan. I'll come and fuck you up. Mm. Okay, Ryan.
0: Uh, why do you have Ken's ID? Ryan. Yep. The parents
5: divorced.
0: You know, Stephanie. You, you, if you keep talking in the background, we'll never get these call, these calls done here.
5: Sorry, I won't say a word. Go ahead. I won't say a word. Go ahead.
1: How can it tone it down?
0: Ryan. Ryan. Hello. He's on the phone here. He's just not talking.
7: This is the strangest thing. <laughs> 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 All right,
0: well, I'm we going to get off the phone
5: there because now Scott Friedman
1: is here. Oh, Scott Friedman is there, too. Interesting. Okay, you want to talk to Scott? Yeah, sure, no,
4: put
5: him on. Say hi to Todd.
1: Say hi to Todd. He doesn't want to say hi to you. Uh, that's say not hi. very polite. That's a shocker. Steph, can that's I call shocker. you like off air? Because <laughs> I feel like all we have is this on air thing. It's not real. Yeah, Brandon wants to, want to have like, like a side why, conversation what, what, with you.
5: What, no, why? Come on, because this
1: is uh, – Todd, a I feel possibly? like you look down on me of because of my
5: friendship with Todd, but I'm not involved in
1: any of these shenanigans. You have to understand Okay,
5: whatever. That. I'm going to get off the phone because I'm okay, being rude right now. Can I, no, holler? No. can I holler at you?
1: You're being rude
0: right now as opposed talk- to
1: – I just bought a new Impala tonight too. Can I Can I, Can I? I call you some other time off maybe. radio? Okay, maybe. All right, let's progress. Okay, thank you. Okay. All right. All right. you. All right. All right, God. I love Oh, he does? Okay. Right. Now you want to talk to
8: him? Yeah, sure.
5: Scott is so weird. Why do you know so weird? I have to go. I have to get out of here. I'm like going crazy. Everybody's so weird. Everyone's so weird. There's all everybody you know is weird.
0: The whole world is weird. Yeah, I know. It's tough, Stephanie. When you're as normal, so as, when you're as, normal as you are and then you're, you're, with you're, as as you are and you're with all these weirdos, it's tough. What? When you're as normal as you are and you're with all these weirdos, it can be tough.
1: Stephanie, do you have, do you have a PayPal account? Do you have a PayPal account?
5: Yeah.
1: Okay, I promise you... Okay, I will. I will send you. I give you my word. Druff will vouch for me. I'll send you twenty five. How much was your dinner tonight? I'll buy you dinner. How much was your dinner?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: You're not going to
0: do that. No, he actually I, probably no. will.
1: Druff, him, Let me vouch. No,
0: no, no. I have to vouch for him. Brandon's a seven star. He he can do these things. Druff, I, I
7: mean, Stephanie, how much you on your dinner? I read the news.
5: I don't know. We didn't get
7: the check yet. What would you guess you spent? <laughs> Just give me a guess. What would you guess
1: you spent? Give me a, a ballpark. I don't know.
7: $25, Fifty. Sorry, I will
1: send you twenty dollars. Include the tip. Of what I want, to do. all I want you to do. Is let's be loud. I think he's getting out of line. Ken, please. I want you to scare the shit out of Ken right now in the restaurant. I'm gonna send you twenty dollars. I promise you. No, I can't do that. What do you mean, Ken? You're Stephanie. No one even you, you, that's what like you. Ken, right,
5: shut up! Okay. Shut up! If you don't open your mouth one more time, what? Right, right. okay. Shut your mouth okay. now! <laughs> now! Stop flirting with the girls and be quiet. He's okay. flirting with the eighteen-year-olds. He was trying to flirt with the eighteen-year-olds. Stop okay. talking. The was very open. Okay.
2: All right, yeah. <laughs> Stephanie.
1: I'm going to buy you dinner tonight. Yes.
5: Have you don't need I'm, to.
1: Oh, I want wow. Whenever whenever you
5: talk with right, him, whatever
1: give him the PayPal, you're, you're, you're and he'll he'll text it to me. I'm mad of my word.
5: All right. Too, all
1: you're too, right. Cl- you're the you're one don't you understand. You're not the the you're this is a whole lot. You cannot date. That's you mixed up with this. Get it. Why are you? You cannot it. Why are you mixed up in this?
7: It's stress what? People need. What's
1: Hello?
0: Yeah, yeah. why are you mixed up in all this right here?
1: Not allowed. Sister Todd. Yeah. All right, listen, my guardian, I'll talk with you soon. You I, box, I, we're talking? warming up to each other. Have a good night. Have fun. Thank you for talking with me.
5: What?
0: Uh, in- no, we're done.
2: Just check Todd? No, yeah. we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done.
1: We're done. We're done. Mm. We're done. All right. Steph, I'll talk <laughs> to you morning. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I hung up on it. If she
1: texts you uh, later, I will. Send you know, her she she
0: doesn't text anyone. It, it's so weird. She like almost never texts. I, some I... Fucking crazy people. How are you? Well, let me I mean, let me no, describe no, let me describe, is, describe are the are characters. This like,
1: only for the lulls. Yeah, pretty pretty much. Let's, let's, <laughs> I guess I know you care about Ken. Yeah, well, yeah, like besides Ken, I mean, these are some fucked up people. Well,
0: yeah, no. The rest the rest of them are pretty much uh,
1: <laughs> Stop flirting! <laughs> shut up. Shut up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, the the rest of them are pretty much for the lulls. Here, here here's the cast of characters. You know Ken and Stephanie, but uh Eric Himmel is this he's this really tall and skinny guy who is like like really really passive aggressive and quiet. And uh, he's he's still a community college student to my knowledge even though he's like 30. And um I don't know all that much about him, other than that Colleen at one point knew him, and Colleen accused him of stealing her one of her paintings. Like he she he stored her paintings for her when she went to New York, and then they just vanished. And she thinks that he passively aggressively destroyed them, which I actually think is possible. I I don't know if it's true, but uh, you know Colleen is crazy herself, so you never know what she's saying if it's true or false. But uh, I, I could actually see him doing that, but then again, I could also see Colleen just being paranoid and making it all up. So the,
1: What's your read? Do you think she's warming up to me?
0: Um, not quite yet, but uh, I think if it's you were to, better, this
1: is better than last time when we were yelling at each other. Yeah,
0: I, I think if you were to um, either be with her in person or be with her on the phone when she really thought that um, this was not a radio. bit for radio, yeah. then then uh, then maybe then and then this other person, Scott Friedman, he actually uh, sells insurance and he's like fifty years old, and uh, he actually comes by for the lulls himself, but then he's. Like very, he talks all the time. Like he's just very loud and talks constantly. So he's kind of a character himself. So like when he's there, that adds to the lulls, but he doesn't realize it. Jesus. So um, it, it is amusing to see all this unfolding in front of you. You just don't want to be anywhere that uh, that you'd feel bad about being embarrassed there. You want to be somewhere that you don't care what anyone thinks of you. Or doesn't know you.
1: That's why they go to the place that's going out of business. Yeah, that,
0: that's actually a good place to go. <laughs> that's yeah. actually a good choice.
1: It's, they can't ban you. They can't bar you. It's like going to the Sahara or, you know, before they tear it down. It's like the last night at the Stardust. Who gives a shit? They're blowing it up. You know what I, I mean? I like in
0: our chat here, uh, Bukowski already found Eric Himmel. Bukowski just like found the guy right away. He, he, he's he, a, he's
1: <laughs> a walking human library of resources. Now, <clears throat> Truff, uh, I, I have to ask... Uh, I know this isn't for the best radio, but uh, there was a bunch of messages, and I got some uh, PM. And What is this Windsor Lockman? I don't even know what this is. Or someone said it was an imposter, but then he messaged me, and I couldn't quite understand it. Do you even know what this well, is? Well, let
0: me go into this. This is kind of a strange story in itself, and I guess it does have a fraud angle to it. There's a longtime user named Animosity from a previous site we were on who came over here, Poker Fraud Alert, under a different name. And a lot of people did that. A lot of people wanted to leave their past behind them, you know, past enemies, past things they said that they weren't proud of, and they came up with new names. And I'm not going to out that. I'm not going to expose those people unless it involves some sort of scam. So Animosity came over here under the name Windsor Lockwood. As far as I knew, Animosity had never been involved in any kind of scamming. He had never been accused of it, from what I'd seen. But um, apparently there was something... Involving China Maniac, where uh, animosity ripped off China Maniac, and uh, so China Maniac called him out, and he did disappear around that time. Um, now, animosity—was
1: As there a lot of animosity? It, there was,
0: there was. Now, this here's the weird thing—I I don't even know what to say about this yet. Right when I banned Jay Searles from the chat, Windsor Lockwood appeared, but it was spelled differently. It was W-I-N d-s-e-r lockwood instead of w-i-n-d-s-o-r lockwood so and he was saying things like free j Cyril so seriously serious and others of course by suspected. the way
1: congratulations he did win the tournament tonight oh wow seriously serious seriously won. and he wins our,
0: he went our biggest tournament too so seriously <laughs> serious really good, huh? yeah he's
1: been hitting up that podcast he has a new number one hit out he's he got money in his pocket so he, it's probably a good week for serious. he gets serious.
0: calls from matt marifiati so, But anyway, uh, seriously, they, they were suspecting that, that Windsor Lockwood misspelled was actually Jay Searles and that um, Jay Searles had remembered from being a member of this forum since it started that Windsor Lockwood was active at the beginning and disappeared, so that would be a good fake account to come in and pretend to be him with a, a slightly different spelling. So I, I believed that, and I was just about to ban Windsor Lockwood from the chat but then Windsor, Windsor Lockwood started PMing me that uh, that he is the old Windsor Lockwood that he was locked out of his account as soon as China accused him of scamming that he couldn't get back into his own account he wanted to defend himself but he couldn't and um, and, and wants me to look into this for him and and PM on his new account but but I, it still could be J Scroll so I'm gonna have to compare their IPs and now here's the okay. added twist to the whole thing. Hmm the added twist to the whole thing is that they're both from the same area. Jay Searles and Windsor Lockwood are both from uh, Kansas, I believe. So, that's going to make it even tougher to determine who is who. And I I guess there's even an outside chance they could be the same person, but I I don't think so, because I think we've seen pictures of both of them. So, they're probably different people, but I I don't know if Windsor Lockwood is the same as Windsor Lockwood, Mm -hmm. or if it's Jay Searles in disguise trying to... You know, pull another uh, shenanigan on this forum, so I'm going to have to right. look into this carefully, but uh, I, I didn't ban Windsor Lockwood from the chat in the meantime, and that, that's what was going on. So, okay. Let's see if we have anything else, or if we're done here.
1: Well, I'm looking right now. I think uh, we're, we're done. I mean, like we're we've done. gone through the agenda. Which, if
0: anybody wants to call, we'll take a River phone yes, call, and we didn't have any... Actually good. I
1: have to unfortunately go to a funeral tomorrow. Oh,
0: wow. And you know what's odd?
1: I, I know you're going to find this very, very odd uh, Todd in, in the chat. Tomorrow, um, um, you know, everyone knows my age. I've never been to a funeral. Tomorrow will be the wow. first funeral I've ever gone to in my life.
0: Huh? Well, you know, a, I, I it took me a long time to go to a funeral. Is it anyone I know or, or? No,
1: Well, no, a, a, a good friend of mine uh, that I worked with um, when I first broke into the casino business, uh, like around two thousand one, worked with him for four or five years. We maintained his, maintained a, a very close friendship. His brother. Was the head host at back then at the Hard Rock, and then later at the Palms, and he's very, very, very well known um, just in in Las Vegas. In fact, his name is Jim Jimmy Tipton, and uh, in fact, he's he's that popular just with with girls and Playboy bunnies and and employees and, and his customers that they haven't they've had up until this year, obviously, and an annual pajama party at the Palms in his name. And he uh, unfortunately passed away. And I've, I've met him numerous times, although you know, it was obviously much closer with his brother. But he passed away unexpectedly in his sleep uh, three days ago. And tomorrow is a funeral at at uh, ten in the morning. How old was he? I, uh, he was sixty-two.
0: You know, um, I, I I don't know about you. Do you do you worry about? Uh, maybe not maybe not right now because you're you're still under forty. But do you worry about just dying in your sleep one day and not knowing it's coming?
1: I wouldn't say I worry about it. Have I thought about it? Absolutely. Um, I you know sometimes I sit there with my mind and ponder like you know if I go to now I'm and you know, I don't wake up like you're know, just trying to think about it like knowing like what happens like I'm not even gonna know it because you're just gonna die, um I mean so I I've thought about all that kind of the, the I don't want to call it mind fucking but whatever you want to call you know what we're discussing in my head and and just you know played it out and try to analyze it but in terms of do I Commonly fear like whether before I'm going to sleep. No, I, I wouldn't say I, I do. Um, I guess the only the only times that that maybe I do is is if I'm not feeling well or just you know whether it's just small chest pains which are mainly not I shouldn't even say chest pains like heartburn or just going to sleep not feeling really well. Um, those are the times that I'll, I'll think about it more, you know, more than just you know. Being healthy and, and having a, a normal day and then just going to sleep because I'm tired, and you know, it, it won't pop into my mind. But, uh, I don't know, all my life, it's something I really try not to think about death in terms of just, you know, I know a lot of people do worry about it. And, you know, even now, you know, we're both roughly the same age and, you know, we both have parents that are probably around the same age. I, even with that said, I, I just try not to think about it and tune it out because, um, you know, it just uh, – I don't know, it's just, it's, you know, it's not, not something you want to think about, and of course it's inevitable, but, uh, you know, I don't want to uh, you know, literally worry myself to death, so, I don't know, yeah. but what, what about you?
0: I mean, I, I really don't want to die in my sleep. That, I, I don't want any sudden death that just hits me. The, the, actually, the, the dying in my sleep would be one of the worst, because I then I don't even know it's coming at all, but the, though, honestly, if I were to have a heart attack and die within seconds, that's not much better. It could be worse. Well, that's what I'm
1: saying. I, I've always kind of thought, felt the opposite. That if I was going to, I would rather do that than have a long, drawn-out illness. I mean, I know on the flip side, you can say, "Well, you got to say goodbye to your loved ones and 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 you know spend time with your family." And it's selfish to to just want to not want uh, you know a, a painless or to want a painless death. But uh, that's how I've always thought about, it, especially if if you know i don't know i can't even imagine what a heart attacks life like luckily you know i've never had one i've never really had anyone close to me or my family even have one but uh i don't know i i i would i i probably would prefer just to go quietly and peacefully uh i mean, I mean obviously not at this age but you know as we advance in age and um you know a, a good example is a friend of mine uh that you know i think he's even been on my show but he's an anesthesiologist and unfortunately it's really sad is he has a father who is 90s 90, like 92 93 and he passed away about uh about a month ago and just you know basically in his sleep in the middle of the night not you know he didn't have a disease it just was basically old age um and i i, I don't know i can't think of a better way
0: than that well um, you know maybe if i was that age i would think differently of it but um I, I at this point I just really wouldn't want that. To where just uh, especially at a very unexpected point like right now, where I, I would just be gone. Or I think I go to sleep and I think everything's fine. I I wake up and and I'm just gone. Or I don't wake up. I'm just gone. I, I go to sleep and that's you it. You
1: wouldn't even know, though.
0: I know I wouldn't know, but I'm just saying, like like thinking about what I'd want to see happen. I, if I had to pick an ideal death situation, I think it would be one where I know it's coming, but it's not very long or painful. But at least I have a little time.
1: Me, give us an idea of what that
0: could be. <laughs> Oh there's there's ways where your health can deteriorate and you start having uh, problems Well, but- I know but I mean I,
1: I but in terms of just being healthy knowing not feeling any pain and then just kind of going fast like what really you know without obviously just being you know a, a ton of morphine or other kind of drugs to eliminate pain there's not really any disease I can think of I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but there's we're ones where it can come months.
0: quickly where you're not in, in terrible I – And mean, that th- sounds like an Adam Sandler
1: movie where, oh, you have two months to live and you're going to do everything you want to do and you no, feel No, I don't great, think I'm going to
0: have that, but just just yeah. where I can I, I can just be aware it's coming. And uh, it just, I, I just – I don't think I'd want that surprise even though I wouldn't really be around it's, to think about it afterwards. Just,
1: this is something uh, – I don't know how we got on the subject, but this is something – I remember I was asked when I was in college – and uh, I always, you know, I've always, been asked several times since, if someone would right now be able to hypothetically tell you the exact date and year that you would die, would you want to know?
0: Uh, I probably wouldn't.
1: That's the answer I've always given to. And other people you know, say they'd want to know so they could – you know, the converse side again is that you could say goodbye to family and do things you didn't want to do or that you weren't ever going to get a chance to do. But I, I, I would never want to
0: know. The, the big problem with that is because then if you have a lot of years left, then you, you're going to be counting down until that happens. So that's 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 well, why but I didn't if want. If
1: they that. told you right now you are 94, you'd be fucking celebrating.
0: If, if they I told mean, me yes, well, like, well, you know what? Uh, to be honest, while I'd be happy, that would be above average, and that uh, I, I would still then say, "Oh crap!" Now I've got a like, every day that passes, I know how many days I have left. Like, uh, like that's that's the worst part, though. That uh, that eat way early on, but, like there's yeah, still to, an to outside chance I can. Like, well,
1: uh, you're forty. You're for, You're forty exactly.
0: I'm forty. I'll be forty-one soon.
1: Okay. So, but if you find out now ninety-four, which means you're not even halfway through your life, okay, you'd still be sweating the days to ninety-four.
0: Uh, somewhat, because at, at least now, at least there's some unknown here. At least there's some unknown where I, I could I could live longer than that. I probably won't, but I, there's still some unknown. Maybe there could be medical advances by then that let, lets everyone live longer. There's a lot of things that could happen that at least you could. Uh, there's unknowns to where you're. You just don't know when it's uh, it's going to come. So I like I would want to know, but I'd want to know kind of close to when it happens, and I wouldn't want to know like way in advance.
1: <laughs> crow crow Diddley. <laughs> is just fucking always oh, are the best comments. He was throwing the chat. Druff's looking to hang a hundred on this on this life. <laughs> Are you shooting for a hundred, Druff?
0: That would be nice. But uh, anyway, uh, hey, caller, you're, we've been uh, patient here. Uh, you're on the air.
1: Vegetarian, vegetarian, straight from Sweden. Druff is too cheap to die. <laughs> I'm
0: oh. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Caller, you're call, on the
1: call. air. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's hilarious.
9: Oh my god. Hello. Call. Yes.
0: yes. Hello. hello. Yes.
9: Is this the? Uh cfa radio show it is oh, yes hello that's oh, who's this oh hi uh, hi drexel hi it's interesting you brought up uh that topic because actually
6: I'm,
9: a, I'm on my way to cleveland tomorrow to see my dad and well, well, who is this hold on hold so on You suffered who, a lot huh who are you oh rollo tomasi oh i well, i didn't no. know that
1: well, awesome to meet you man i, uh, I don't have think have
0: you ever called before? up the show Likewise. before i don't think i've heard you before
9: actually that was the other question i had as well but when you brought this up they're like oh i can't believe this because i'm flying to, i'm in i live in florida but i'm flying to cleveland tomorrow to see my dad he's uh really suffered the past uh year since he was here in january and uh he's really gone downhill he's uh, got uh field he's got a trach now in his throat and just goes downhill 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 you know and uh there's a lot to be said for just like going quick.
0: Yeah. Well, I have I to say, like, if I have about to live li-
9: a lot after seeing, you know, what he's going through.
0: Yeah, like living under those circumstances is is pretty lousy. And I, you know, I've never had anything or, like that. But even when I've been very sick, there's been times where I've thought, wow, this is really shitty. If I had to always live like this, I probably wouldn't want to. But
9: uh, um, yeah, there is something to be said for quality of life. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, a was
9: you know he uh, had a hard life, and yeah. I guess yeah. he deserves it. You know, he it's good. It's good to, it's good to breath, hear from you.
0: It's I think this is the first time you've called this show. I, I definitely don't remember any time you've been on here. Uh, um, I called once on Donkdown, but uh, it was quick. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, you know, you and I actually have something in common. We are both Republican Jews.
9: Yeah, we're a minority.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, and and you actually, somebody... I'm not a Republican.
9: I'm actually an independent libertarian. But okay. uh, I guess from my uh, viewpoints it kind of uh, crosses over a lot to the, the Republican Party because you know, growing up, uh, you know, Jewish, and you know, everybody, you know, they tell you what to vote. You vote Democrat. They say vote for this guy, vote for that guy. This is what you got to do. You know, and then all of a sudden. Uh, you wake up one day and say, wow, you know, what's going on here? And your eyes open up, and uh, and it...
0: Uh... Now, something I wanted to ask you, actually, not related to that, but we have a third thing in common, and that's a, a hatred for UB and an activism ab- about that. W- what got you yeah. involved in the whole thing? Did you get cheated there, or did you just uh, take a dislike to them from the whole story? I
9: no, I got cheated by AP. actually. UB a little bit, not much, maybe I don't know, a few hundred dollars, nothing. But I think A P got me like for three, four grand. Did you play uh, was this in
0: the tournament got me or angry.
9: or And then and then I saw you on your you know, when you started, you know, uh going after them originally and I became a fan and then I just followed the whole thing and then the whole two plus two thing and then uh uh that one kid um from Columbus, uh I was helping him doing research and stuff, and uh, he'd bounce things off of me, and I gave him ideas, so we kind of try to help out, you know, whenever possible. But
0: Which, which account do you think cheated you on AP?
9: Um, Is that, I don't I, know. So many weird things happen. I like I lost pocket aces like eight times in a row. I don't know. I, I, it's really hard to... I didn't play cash games; I, it was tournaments. Okay. so yeah. I, you know, I, I got
0: I, I got um, cheated directly by Gray Cat. I have that. I, I have the put put that yeah. on my hat. You know, <laughs> so, I, I, I not only got cheated by Gray Cat, he actually taunted me as he cheated me. That was the best part. Amazing. But uh, you know,
9: really you know
1: I, I, I'm, I'm very glad that you called, and I hope your holidays. And
9: hey, one involved. more quick question: yeah. is, is there going to be like an uh, anniversary get together for the first year of PFA in Vegas?
0: Um I, I don't know Do you anniversary because all, are you going to the, wait the, Well the anniversary the of PFA the, the anniversary of PFA is uh, in March. I don't think that's the best time for that sort of thing mm-hmm. but um, maybe we'll have some kind of party during the World Series and uh, uh some kind of PFA get together and then people can come out if they'd like to uh, join us.
1: Rollo for some reason the chat seems seems convinced that you are some sort of reincarnation of Barry White. way. <laughs> uh, no way do me a favor hey, they're just... very
9: white Very white, black i mean but
1: they, they say the voice sounds. will you just do me a favor when you say my oh you
9: just say for you me know, you know i was i saw, i saw on the phone mm-hmm. actually and they used to tell me i don't know um i guess my voice changed but years ago they used to say i sounded like howard stern you know so mm-hmm. i but don't mean, know.
1: say for me my darling i can't get enough of your love <laughs> no, not,
9: was, i can't sing that's well, terrible I... Are you are you coming out to Vegas in uh
1: 2013?
9: I I'd like I'd love to. I've been wanting to the last couple of years just the timing thing and uh it would be great.
2: Yeah. Okay, well. I think last year
9: you I mean, didn't, uh, last year there was nothing, right? And uh, maybe the year before?
1: L- the year before there was last year everything uh, was still you you know the you know what happened last year. But uh, Yeah, last
9: year was nothing, right?
1: Yeah, besides last year every year since Geez, at least uh 2008, there's, there, there, there'd been meetups. So that's 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah. So last year was the first year since 2008. But uh, yeah, I, I will, you know, I'm in Druff's here a lot. He'll be here this summer. I'll be here. There'll definitely be right. at, at least one, and most likely two. You know, we usually try to uh, in the past have two different meetups just in case people can't make the first one there'll be a second one but uh that'd be great maybe man. you I, can
9: arrange some uh a group roo- ra- uh room right for us uh brandon <laughs> i mean it's <laughs> <and> a box fan <laughs> in every room
1: <laughs> and some molded and and cheese and uh some taba- uh, chew tobacco uh <laughs> tobacco uh
9: no how about a cigar i like cigars absolutely
1: listen uh thanks for calling in man. it's great to hear your voice the I- new year
9: everybody
0: uh, jewish new year or regular new year
9: yeah, regular, right? Okay. We miss it. Yeah. Was a little while ago, yeah, right? Yeah, I know, I know. I
0: just figured since we had three Jews on the phone, I wasn't sure which New Year.
9: Well, yeah. Okay, well, thank you for calling in, though. Maybe, maybe this might be the... Oh, no, one-step calls all the
0: time. Oh no, we have, we, have we have a lot of to call calling. We have a lot of juicy calling. Let me,
1: Druff, Are we done? I mean, I'm a little hungry. Yeah, we're yeah, done. yeah. We're done. Yes. So I was gonna say, out of respect, he's been a user for a long time, contributor. Let let Rolo stay on for the Shalom.
0: Okay. Yeah, we can do I mean, that. Wow, so, wow. Thank you. For,
1: yeah, very. The only legends get to close the show. It's not like we just hand this out. That Ryan. Oh wow. I
0: mean, I fan I yeah. Yeah. And not only that, uh, Rolo is is old enough to have watched this show where this song is from. Roll is actually the oldest one on the phone here. He's older than me. Uh, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, thank you everybody for listening to our final show of 2012. Thank you for listening to this show at any point in 2012. I appreciate everybody that, uh, followed me over from, uh, my other show and, uh, followed Brandon over from the other show he was involved with as well. And, uh, that you could join both of us. Yeah. And that you could, uh, you could join both of us over here on poker fraud alert and, uh, very happy to have our, our loyal fans, loyal audience, and people who just listen occasionally, and uh, of course, want to thanks give thanks again to the people who donate to the free roll. Very generous, and Orello here has donated himself as well in the past, and uh, you know it it's, promotes a sense of community here that people want to give back to the other listeners and the other members who post on our forum and I, I think that's great and we've had you know so many thousands of dollars donated to these free rolls since they started uh, earlier in the year and all of this has come from the users and not even from us so thank you very much uh, next week, no show So don't try to find us on Tuesday or Wednesday we will probably be returning on January 8th I say probably just in case we're on Wednesday which would be January 9th but January 8th or 9th will be the next show check out the site but there definitely won't be one before then I do appreciate all of you being here, whether it's live or on the podcast, and uh, i sure Brandon does too. Uh, Brandon, anything else you like forget to say? the archives. The archives, I'm sorry. Uh, Brandon, and I'm, and I'm just Angel, getting this in off
1: the wire. ChipJet wants to know if there's some sort of control that you can put in to filter the serious poker stuff from the shenanigans of people screaming about eating beans with their hands in a restaurant. That's closing.
0: That's true. We might lose Chip Jet's listenership if I don't install something like that. I'll be working on it. But uh, thank you to Chip Jet for listening. We actually do appreciate that, and uh, we love when uh, well-known names poker listen. Thank you for listening, everybody. Happy New Year and Shalom.